This week on the BAMFCAST. Freedom's just another word for kicking lots of dudes. Once a dollar, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. Hey. Episode 183. It's a podcast with many numbers. <laughs> and the start of Freedom Month. Yay. Yay. Freedom. We watch whatever the hell we want. Exactly. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> no themes. Nope. Nope. Well, kind of. The theme is no theme. Yes. Right. It's like water. It's very thematic. So. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the beat. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is, is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. And then we come in here and talk about it for the first half. And the good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They go one to five jocks and robot jocks. Oh, hell yeah. 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 And the bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags doesn't douchebags after Twilight. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Gross. So, <laughs> starting Freedom. Uh, we were going to watch this. <laughs> we were going to watch this Freedom movie. Starts um, now. This was going to be the last movie we did before animation started, animation. Yep. and it didn't get to us in time. No, but we got it just after. So obviously, it was how we started Freedom. Yeah, um, and that's 1989 or 91. So we're not real sure. Yeah, it says 89 IMDb, but the, the end credit copyright right. on the end credit says 91. Yeah. I, I think the reshoots were done in 91. Sure. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> Samurai Cop. Right. Samurai. Samurai Cop. Cop. Yes. We like both those things, so why would we not watch this movie? Now, now, who sent this to us? Because this was provided to us by... Cinema Epoch. Cinema Epoch. Epoch or Epoch? Oh, that's my favorite Vulcan. Epoch? Yeah. It is. <laughs> Let me get a plot summary out of the way before we go too far off the rails. It's actually Tupac's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Epoch. That was how he, he built the website for Tupac. I don't know. <laughs> e how. Yes, E everything. Yeah. It's the 90s <sighs> all over again. All right. This is going to be a very short plot summary because that's what we like. Mm-hmm. A samurai cop and his sidekick go after the Yakuza. A Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. In, his sidekick in LA. is a detective. <laughs> it's his yeah. detective partner. When he brought him there. Undercover cop. From San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came from San Diego. So. Uh, San Diego. <laughs> Stay classy. So, samurai cop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Goddamn right. From the right. director of Hollywood Cop. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, also from San Paul Diego. Paul Mall Cop. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, Copland. The main build star is your friend and mine, Bamcast alum Robert Zadar. Zadar. A.K.A. Assface from Road Trip. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Making his triumphant bad, return. Bad, bad mm-hmm. trip. No. No, Road trip, bad trip. Was, uh, Tyrone. Oh, okay. yeah. Bad trip it's slash Tyrone. Tyrone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which we saw, what, 162 <laughs> like episodes ago? ago? I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, um, he's the main star, even though he's the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the movie ends up basically being Samurai Cop, who is Matt Hannon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who is Studley Matt Hannon oh and his God. flowing, luxurious, sometimes wig hair. <laughs> Is it sometimes a wig, or does it just look like no, it's sometimes, sometimes a wig? No, sometimes it's a wig. I'm, okay. Because yeah. yeah, well, I was entirely convinced that sometimes, like, the first time we see him... Yeah. He, he, oh, he's he wearing, has a wig on. He's wearing a hat in the in that way that you can only wear a hat when you have a, a hideous wig. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's no way it could actually fit on your head, because they don't make hats that big. Well, when he pops into frame, it's like, who's that lady? Oh, God, that's a dude. <laughs> who's that lady? <laughs> it's like... Who's that lady? Who's this lady who's Lovely hanging lady. out? Yeah, but no, that's Samurai Cop. Yep. So the movie ends up Scott. basically being Samurai Cop versus Maniac Cop. 
Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. essentially what it is. And the cover versus Maniac Cop. If you go look Samurai. at IMDb, looks like the cover for Maniac Cop. So they were yeah. going with a theme. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have so yeah, many cop. I was trying to look up on the wall. <laughs> How many movies got, have we, cop? Yeah, we have we have a couple movies, a couple cop movies next to each other. Sure. Oh, yeah. Omega Cop. Omega Cop. Karate Cop. <laughs> oh, karate, karate Cop. Karate. You mean karate. karate Cop. <laughs> karate Cop. Hi. 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 Karate no here. More like Kung Fu Cop. There. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh-huh. Oh. So, yeah. It, the movie is basically there is the Katana Gang, who is the drug runners for this city. And and Samurai Cop has been called into L.A. from <laughs> from San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> what called in? <laughs> well, they, well, that's what they when the chief chews him out. That's one yeah, of the things his, he says. His, his quote unquote sidekick Frank, <laughs> yes, is Frank. the one who recommended this loose cannon that never gets called that from San Diego because he gets yeah. results. Yes, he does. And so it starts off. Um, how, how what is the very first scene? Like, is that when the like the boat? helicopter thing is all happening yeah, yeah it's it's they get in the car and talk to the uniform detective who's just like hey what are you guys doing solving crimes okay call me if you need me and it's yeah. like you know what's happening and uh the lady cops in the helicopter landing landing <laughs> well, flashlight this this starts the the first 10 minutes of this movie is <laughs> almost doing the parents narration thing yeah oh yeah but their the characters in the movie are doing it to each other yeah they're more directing it's it's weird she's just like landing and then like <laughs> Drive, <laughs> drive faster. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Mm-hmm. reload, shoot, shoot him. <laughs> Good shoot job, harder. Because yeah. you this got is, him. Let's just say this: this entire movie is ADR. There is nothing recorded on set. Oh no, some of it was recorded on set. I don't. Uh, a lot of it was. So. Well, here's here's the problem. There were there were three distinctly different audio mixes going on. There was some stuff that was recorded on set. There was some stuff that was obviously looped in later, and then there was like a third party who came in with all new voices, like for the anime redub or something and just crazy people filled in for dialogue at some mm. point so well there were some parts where they were very obviously talking and they didn't even bother they were just oh like, yeah eh, yeah not, not important they were just peanut butter in the mouth just <laughs> well <laughs> let's just i mean we might as well get it out of the way okay this movie is gleefully inept oh yeah in every like, way yes like the acting is amazingly bad the editing is just fantastically bad framing of shots is insane at times Mm -hmm. there is no framing of shots yeah no there is when yarn (laughs) lion shows up (laughs) but but i just i just want to point out like the adr just adds to this because so often it's not lined up and especially in that first 10 minutes is probably when it's at its worst yeah and so it just oh yeah it just throws you into it and steamrolls from there but i do want to say something i don't i don't know how many of our listeners actually try to watch the movie prior to us talking about it this is what i think we would all recommend and in fact i would go so far as to say i think if people got a hold of this movie it would make miami connection look stupid like i mean yeah this is the kind of bad movie that i think miami connection everyone acts like it is yes Exactly. Yeah. i was thinking that the entire mm-hmm. time like this movie is kicking miami connections yes. ass all over the place in terms of inept bullshit yes Mm -hmm. because like i think this is funnier maybe it's not as insane in parts like i mean no one's you know suddenly forms a band or no there's no rock element to it and it's not on the level of birdemic either where all of a sudden you know photoshop birds show up and do terrible things but it's it's at that level of just okay none of these people had a clue right i mean Mm -hmm. they just were like hey let's go film on that playground for for a scene and yeah, this I mean this really feels like the closest acting we've had to the room. 
like on the level of nonstop, like just line deliveries that are just flat out hilarious because they're so off. Yeah. But, but there's a couple actors thrown in there. I mean, Robert Zadar, for all of his weird looks, can kind of act. And I mean, sure, he's all right. Um, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, like some people do their. I mean, Frank is does what he's supposed to do well. I mean, he's funny. Frank might be terrible, but he really suffers for, for the editing of his, yes, but what like I'm his saying old is face like, scenes. He doesn't read lines like this, like some people do in the movie. I Most mean, when he people. says something, he it comes sure. across. Yeah, and it's he like, doesn't okay, seem like it, he's memorized Yeah, dialogue. but they give Frank some amazing reaction shots that sure. he overdoes. sure. Oh, and Frank tells so many jokes that aren't ways. jokes. Yes. Yeah. He just says something and laughs maniacally, and you're like, <laughs> dude, what? Just, I, I'm just yeah, saying, but, it's not quite that. I mean, when I think The Room, that's what I think, is everyone is reading stilted dialogue. Sure. I'm acting. Yeah. So mm, This I'm isn't hard. quite... This is pretty close. Some of it is. Some of yeah. the, like the, the side characters, the people that are in the movie the most, generally aren't doing it that bad. All right. Anyway, so I was just so saying, anyway. I would say before you like listen to this whole episode, please go watch this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, in the right. realm of Burdemic and the room and Miami connection and all of those things. You just need to understand yeah. this is not a competent production. I mean, no. this is not cyborg cop, which yeah. for all of its faults is a slick production <laughs> compared to this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this opening scene, they're narrating everything they're doing or ordering the other person to do something. Mm hmm. Samurai Cop and Frank are riding around in a Caprice Classic. Yeah. Lady Cop is up in the helicopter, supposedly watching the sweet van that the drug dealers are taking the suitcase oh, full of it cocaine. It's a pretty awesome van. To the van. docks. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's blue. It's got, like, a thundercloud and lightning. Yeah. It's just... And then the inside, like, is pretty swank, too, what we could tell. I mean, it's, it looks like it's all padded and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Sweet van. Sweet van. So they're... they're kind of tailing them with the help of the helicopter. Meanwhile, a rental boat is pulling up to the marina to drop off money. Mm-hmm. And this she is, loses track of the boat. Yeah, this is somehow. the whole setup that goes on for a while. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. where are they? I don't know. Landing. <laughs> shoot, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Because the exchange is made and then they start following the van and then there's like a sh- kind of a shootout from guys hanging out of the back of the van. Well, like, one guy throws open the door. He's like, yeah, and starts shooting. And then throws open the door again and starts shooting. He throws shooting. the door open again and starts Possibly shooting. the same shot. I, I think it probably, probably was. was. And then he falls out because he got shot. Yeah, eventually hey, Frank shoots. Frank's him. a good shot. Frank establishes early Frank, and often. Frank is about the only one who's a good shot. Yeah. Actually, I think he. Well, I mean, Samurai Cop does shoot a couple guys, but mm-hmm. Frank's a good shot. Yeah, Frank's pretty good. And Frank he doesn't shoots, put up with bullshit either. That's correct. <laughs> he will just straight shoot a motherfucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. He does. He takes the Indiana Jones way. Yeah, I was gonna say he Raiders of the Lost Ark all the way through this thing. He's mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're gonna do that flippy <laughs> shit. Well, <laughs> just bang. bang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Frank, I got time for that shit. <laughs> but this this whole action scene goes on for a while, culminating in... Well, one thing I want to mention. Okay. When they run the dude over, because mm-hmm. oh. he falls out of the back, and they try and hit the brakes, and then they go, oh, guess that didn't work. Yeah. And you just see this bloody guy. <laughs> well, and, what they, they, <laughs> and they bump the camera a yeah. little bit like, <laughs> to signify that they ran over this guy. The, the terrible thing is, they actually do come to a stop because it's a living human being. Well, sure. And so you see them come to a stop, and then it cuts to... Inside the car. Inside the car from the back. Yeah, the, them yeah. actually, quote-unquote, rolling him, running him over. Right. Which is him just laying kind of beneath the bumper while they drive off. <laughs> it's, yeah. There are a lot of shots yeah, like that great. where it's... Uh, well, he gets run over, and then the other guy kind of falls and like hits his head pretty good when he comes out, and then like mm-hmm. rolls down a hill, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And we were hoping that he wasn't. Explode I don't think he had he that to guy the would explode because that that's what he was holding happens. a grenade. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Sadly, I don't think he meant to. That was not in the hill. budget. He just got knocked out and just <laughs> ragdolled. <laughs> but yeah, it culminates with the last guy getting shot in the neck as he's driving the van and he drives it into an embankment. He yeah. drives it gently into a, a, a yeah cliffside, a whatever, pile sure. of dirt. Yeah, and then it explodes. Right, mm-hmm. and and then and, they show him laying like slumped over dead in the car. Right. Or in a van, which yeah. catches on fire, mm-hmm. and then they cut to him screaming, running around <laughs> well, on fire. They cut to an obvious stuntman who can't stop looking at the camera, <laughs> right? Because like, this guy was Asian, I believe, and it's like a tall white dude that gets out of the car on fire. Yeah, like, and I think the character yeah. had facial hair too, because yeah. the stuntman did not. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and so it, we're so they have murdered everybody except this dude who they're now just watching run around on fire. And they, they're sort of like, they're looking at each other's like, we should take care of this. And we're like, yeah, put a bullet in him in that guy. <laughs> I thought that was, that's what Frank was going to do. Cause you know, sounded appropriate. Frank don't take no shit. No, they, they got a blanket and a fire extinguisher and then the whole time keeps looking yeah. at the camera. Yeah. Like, Am I out yet? <laughs> Cut. Nope. He's looking at yeah. the director. Like, are you serious? Motherfucker. Yeah. Why did you have the actors yeah. do this? <laughs> they're not even trained to act, let alone put me out. <laughs> So, yeah, but the whole idea is like this one guy is alive, very badly burned. So they take him to the hospital, mm-hmm. <laughs> quote unquote. And, and, well, and <laughs> they then take the, him to the dentist's office. I think this is the first time the chief chews him out for basically killing everybody and getting the one guy very badly burned. And yeah. he's like, I, we need more information. Go down there and interrogate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is when we go to the air quotes hospital, which is, I don't know, maybe a doctor's office somewhere like it seemed to be an, a, like a an floor, office building yeah, of some kind that, that was, happened to have a dentist office. Maybe in I it. think it had been used for something else in the past, and they were just like, "We can dress this. We can make it look." Because the one door, the door right next to his "quote unquote" room in the hospital, is yeah. very clearly somebody DDS yeah. a dentist yeah. office dental well, room. Uh, on the reverse shot, when you see him out standing outside in the door frame, up on the s- top of the door frame is a sign that says, like, admin assistance office or something. It's, like, sure. clearly not a room that the guy should be. But whatever. It's a hospital room. Mm-hmm. Right. I can suspend disbelief. Yeah. I can't. Take me with you, movie. <laughs> I, at some point in time, the, the we've had a take, scene where they've kind of introduced the villains. Like, the, the, the boss is one Asian guy. And then there's like a short, squatty Asian guy who's like the muscle, I guess. Yeah, and there was a point where they were growl yeah. yelling at each other, yeah. which was pretty good for a good thirty seconds of just like, what are they saying? There's just... <laughs> yeah. There's well, it's uh, Akamura's the muscle dude. What, mm-hmm. was, what was the other guy's name? They don't even have his name listed. Yeah, they don't have it listed. I don't know. <laughs> Empty. But he has a pretty good mullet. Actually, I think yeah. he's I think he's in the. Uh, I think he's got a quote. <laughs> Ooh, he yeah. has a quote. He's Fujiyama. Oh, Fujiyama. Okay. Sure, okay. okay. Whatever. <laughs> But yeah, yeah so his Fujiyama's, name is not one of them that's yeah. repeated many no, times. No, Fujiyama is the boss guy. Mm-hmm. Robert Zadar is like, he's got like two muscle guys, Robert Zadar and uh, whatever, Akamura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they had kind of a scene where they just sort of like, hey, these are the bad guys. And also there's a redhead lady that whatever she does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She wears sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> and there was also a scene right after where they bust the Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Where oh, suddenly, right. suddenly it's Samurai Cop just having sex with that chick from the helicopter. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, because, no, because the, the helicopter's flying over them as they're, like, high-fiving each other. Like, great job putting out this yes, dude on fire. That's right, that's right. And she's saying stuff on the radio, and he's oh, just yelling back at the helicopter, like, meet me in my place later. And she's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, we'll celebrate. She says, she says, keep it up for me. Yeah. And he says, you keep it warm for, for me. 
I'll see you when you land. Right. No. And she should not be hearing any no. of this. Neither should he. <laughs> I know. But nobody should be hearing any of that. Either really way, we just, shouldn't have heard that. Yeah. That, was, that was Get awful. used to suddenly cut from violence to butt cut. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what it does, is it cuts yeah. right to her ass in the camera's like, yes. face. You are violently booty, 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 thrown booty, 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 booty. into nudity in this movie yeah. several yeah. times. And it's usually the ass. I mean, yeah. it's literally butt cutting. Yeah. <laughs> but There's a butt wipe. As we like, the triple T ratio is pretty high on this one. Pretty high. Yeah. Happens early. But yeah, it's a weird, overly long sex scene where it was like, it was pretty apparent that he wasn't supposed to touch her in certain ways. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah. just lay on each other. The contract was very specific yeah. about yeah. where he could touch her. But it goes on and on. It goes on for a and while. And isn't this one that has the Vangelis soundtrack too? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. each, each sex scene is like a different faux soundtrack from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the soundtrack that, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought a MIDI keyboard around and was just like, Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Let's okay. make this happen. So that's right. They have the weird, overly long sex scene. Yeah. We've, we've met the bad guys. Cut back to the yeah. hospital where he, this is literally seconds after the overly long sex scene. And he's now hitting on the lady doctor. Or she's hitting no, on no, him. No, she's oh hitting God. on him. Because she's like, she, she's, she says something is, the equivalent of, why don't you take a picture? It lasts longer. But not... In a nasty the, way. The, the entire uh, well, dialogue is in the quote section for the movie. Yeah, oh, okay. This good. is the scene I had detail. seen from this movie. Huh. Oh. Beforehand. Like, somebody had posted on YouTube. Like, like it could have been in your worst scenes. I, yeah, I would have put it there, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it was one of those type things where they were just like, I actually think it was even more awkward because, like, I think there's a scene where they go back to the police station and he hits on the other random girl at the police station first. Yeah, oh, because yeah. I, yeah. I think it already like very yeah, much established while he's that. standing next to the chick that he just boned. Well, just well, had literally sex. minutes before that. This is how this is how good he is. He is talking about some past sex encounter about the the hottest chick he's ever been with. Right. While she's standing right behind him, and he's like, "No, don't worry, baby. You're like number two. Yeah. No. Right after the sex scene, <laughs> and then like the other the other lady cop, in, like not in uniform, comes walking by, and he's like, kind of grabs her well, ass, he flips her hair, yeah, he flips her <laughs> or something. Yeah. And this is like. Okay, he's he's now literally like just every woman apparently is in love with this guy, I right? Guess. And then cut even to though he is well, he is weird looking. He yes, is, he, is not he may be a guy who has worked kind. out and kept his body fat low, but he is weird looking. I, they found him on Muscle Beach. It had to yeah. have been just dude hanging out, and you're just like, hey, that guy's built. Put well, him in a movie. He's very tan. He's got very white eyes and teeth, and, yeah. but like a tiny face. Well, he's like, got so yeah, much goddamn yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a really narrow face and like a shitload of hair. Well, also it's because actually, you've got Zadar well, yeah. in there, it's hard <laughs> it's, to judge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, the ratio um, is thrown off. Yeah. Your perspective is just right. all screwed the, up. You got to close one eye. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the animated Disney Tarzan. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of that. Yeah, look. yeah, 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 yeah that really long, yeah. weird face. Yeah. This guy would have made a good Tarzan. He would have. So, but now wait. And the less speaking, the better for him. Another thing in that scene when he's hitting on every chick in the police station is that he's been explained to be like that he trained in japan and he has all this respect for the things and everything like that and he's telling the story and he's like so then some jap whatever yaka who's a something i don't know and it's just like dude (laughs) (laughs) samurai cop you have no reference for anything that you're talking about but yeah. everyone else is just like, oh, he's the best samurai in the world. It's mm-hmm. like he's probably no. one of those guys that just makes shit up on his resume, <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah. man, we got to get this guy. But what happens in that scene? He ends up telling his story to the guy Frank, who is the other guy in the story. He's telling Frank about the situation they were just in. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. But yeah. The, so, anyway, so, so, so they, they have, have this 
thing. Bizarre conversation where it basically about the size of his dick and she asks him if he's circumcised or not and then says, well, I guess the doctor took off too much. And he's like, no, no, no. He, le- he left he no, left. No, he was a good doctor. He was a good doctor. Yeah. He left a lot. You know, it's, <laughs> She's it's like, I'm really, just keeps it, going well, on and, and this dead faced woman is just like, what it is it ends with her like going. I, I need more than that and yeah. he walks away and that's when Frank comes out and he's like excuse me Frank's like witness yeah but this all leads to the fact that like they leave some other no name cops that show up are supposed to guard man with great soul glow hair yeah oh man well there's, there's one guy who's already guy. there but then like two yeah. plainclothes detectives yeah. come in yeah. and they're supposed to guard burn guy because it's very important and he can't talk right now from every angle because his lips yeah they, they tell him that the guy can't speak for like three weeks because even his lips are burned. Yeah. Right. So, and he is just his bandages are covered in blood, yeah. <laughs> like just pooling all over his face. It's just like maybe Ew. change that dressing. No. We could already tell that she was a shitty nurse, yeah. but oh well, it's just, whatever you know, she pressed. was. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she then, worked in a dentist office. They don't know <laughs> yeah. anything about him. <laughs> emergency. She was not wounds. prepared. For well, his <laughs> mouth was burned. Dirty. At least that part should have been clean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway. His mm. teeth should have been. Just hose that off. Use the little sucker thing. Yeah, but. No sooner do they, they, they leave that the redhead girl is pushing a gurney with a trash can in oh, the center of it. but Soul Glow Cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Soul Glow stops her and is like, and she's but, like, I need to change the trash. Is that okay? But it, well, he's trying to flirt with the receptionist. Oh, the receptionist yeah. yeah. Like, who's just sitting at random table in the middle of a hallway. Right. And he's like, <laughs> sitting on the, on the, uh, just, you know, kind of sitting on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just easing into it. And yeah. yeah. I don't and, even and know her nurse. name. Yeah. yeah. Fake just, nurse. Redhead. She shows up. Yeah. And right. I don't think they ever named her. No. I don't think I'm pretty they sure they did at all. And she's pushing like a, a big cart, like a laundry cart with a trash can, with a it. trash can in it and a sheet. And he's like, Hey, where are you going? And she's <laughs> like, Oh, I'm going to change out the trash. And he's like, that seems legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, she's don't bother got a, checking the trash can. No. She's got a lab coat. I guess she's fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because she walks into the room, lifts up the sheet, and out comes Robert Zadar with the samurai yeah. sword. Dressed as a just, doctor. Yeah. Why is he in disguise as a doctor if he, he's hiding? It's so stupid. Just in case they... Well, oh, I can it's understand. Amazing. Oh, okay. If, <laughs> all right. Contingency. Yeah. Right. If he's standing in there... And somebody busts sword? into the room. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, it, be like, it is oh, a no. dentist office. They <laughs> right. don't know. <laughs> they don't. They don't know just how to call it a scalpel, and yeah. they're like, oh, they don't oh, know yeah. how to doctor there. No, they have no idea. <laughs> it's a dental pick. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. he rises, and the whole time the guy on the bed is going. Yeah, he's sort of uh, writhing around, and yeah, guys are so sick. And then, and then <laughs> the sound just kind of like he's. He kind of lowers the sword, and then the sound kind of just stops coming from the dude. Oh There's no, a no, it does not. Gurgle for no, it well, gurgles yeah. for like thirty seconds. But, but yeah. he stops moaning at least. Yeah, oh yeah, he does put he an end to his, his, orgasm. his orgasm scene. Yeah, yeah, because Fujiyama had ordered his, this guy's head brought back to him and put on his piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he like literally points at the at his piano and goes, "I want his head right here, so everyone can see it." <laughs> that you die if you get caught. Yeah. you're dead on this piano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Code of silence. And we're like. But that's a nice white piano. Why yeah. would you? That's gonna smell. It'll, it'll look stark. A terrible idea. Yeah. The blood running. And down then they never. It'll look very stark. Yeah. yeah. And they never stark. show it later. I was. <laughs> no, I don't. was hoping 
when they got back to that place by the end of the movie that that dude's head all in bandages would be somewhere on top of that piano. Yeah, they sort of don't Sadly ever not. address they the don't, head again. Yeah, I was bummed. But they yeah. take the guy's, like, after he saws it off with the samurai sword, they put it in the garbage bag from Just the garbage can. Just dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he climbs back in. <laughs> and then he lowers it. Robert's the doctor goes back into his hole. <laughs> he goes, Robert's a dark far away. <laughs> She starts pushing out the cart and with with some difficulty. Yeah, well, she's got Robert Zadar in it. I think they had in it. Honestly, I think they left Robert Zadar in <laughs> they there did. for they had those to. Like, probably for weight for realism. Yeah. yeah, but in in like a scene or half a scene later, she's pushing you know the lightest cart in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. just hucking it around. Yeah, but they get outside and like. The, whatever reason, Soul Glow Cop goes in there and is like, well, "Holy shit!" <laughs> There's blood all over yes. the bed. The head is gone, but the body's still. And there. then he calls for security, and it's the most inept security because, yeah. like, they're just like the security's hey. just gonna call him back. Yeah. They're gonna be hey. like, "Call the cops!" Oh, we got a cop there. <laughs> oh, it's you. Yeah. But all security does, they just keep running up to him. Is like, "Hey, I want to ask you some questions," and then Bop. he just fucking murders them all. Yeah. But yeah, they end up getting in the car and just getting away. Like, it, there's like a weird little action scene where they run away for a minute and then he yeah. punches a few dudes and they drive away. Sure. In mm-hmm. a convertible. And we were so hoping he would run over one of them, but he didn't. No. He even like waves. He's like turned around in the oh, convertible. Oh, yeah, he does. He, he does. he does sort of like a three finger, like, yeah. <laughs> bye, oh, everybody. God. It's probably like a signal to his mother or something that he does mm-hmm. in every movie. <laughs> <sighs> that poor <Yeah>. woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so after that, they find out somehow that Fujiyama is having dinner or, or you know, having like a lunch meeting with with Zadar and all of the henchmen and, Everybody. and his lawyer. Yeah, the whole organization. And so Frank and uh, Joe the Samurai Cop. <laughs> Joe like, the Samurai Cop. Well, his name, Joe. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah, Joe the Samurai Cop and Frank, they go it. you know, they, they find out they're there and then they basically just do that whole like, I'm a cop and I'm going to intimidate you type thing. <laughs> And he just launches into this amazing speech about how, you know, they're poisoning the streets with drugs. Dread, and, they're death merchants. Yeah, yeah, death merchants. They're poisoning the streets with drugs and killing our kids. And He doesn't have a problem with Japanese people who are working here. Legitimate. Legitimately. Yeah. He says but, legitimate a bunch of times. Yeah. And then he just breaks out a motherfucker every once in a yeah, while. But he's like, if because well, lawyers are taking care going, of the kids. Hey, you can't insult my client. He's like, sit down, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's they, like, I will kill all of them and send them back to Japan in little pieces, <laughs> and that counts for you too, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, he, both of them, Frank and and Joe, just keep yelling like, "Oh, we've we've got shit on you." <laughs> yeah, and well, well, and dudes like, you don't have anything on me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> totally, yeah. we totally have shit on you." <laughs> And the lawyer's like, I object. No, you don't. And they're yeah. like, no, well, this is happening. Frank's just like, well, we got shit on you, too. How about that? And Frank's like, I'll see you in court, Mr. Lawyer. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. This is like, oh, well, that's that, not yeah. a joke. That's actually, you will see him in yeah. court, because that's this, where he works. This entire time, there's the one blonde lady sitting at the table who's been being given gifts by Fujiyama. Yeah. And it turns out she's yeah. the owner of the, this restaurant that they're yeah. eating at. And, and apparently, he's got a thing for her. Yeah, and Joe, being Joe, the samurai cop, just starts hitting on her right yeah. next to the guy. Well, basically, he's like, like he's before like, he even leaves, he's like, I'll you know, fucking kill you and send you back to in. And he's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. oh, and one more thing. Sorry about this, man. What's a fine What's a American nice white lady doing? <laughs> a bunch yeah. of assholes. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and she keeps giving like, <laughs> she's giving that smile. She's like, oh, this guy's hot. Yeah. I like how he called His everyone a mother face. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll me to kill them and their children <laughs> if they ever sold more drugs. 
That's hot. Uh, so hot. <laughs> so yeah, they leave. Well, no, they they talk to the waiter. He has to get. Oh god, in, oh, yeah. this is gay stand-up comedian waiter guy oh, this guy's the worst I, yeah this <laughs> what do you, guy what do you is say? like the they worst just, stereotype just do ever and it's, it's, it's like an Abbott Costello bit for half a second and then it's just random I don't know it had to have been like you know the director or somebody knew this guy and like this guy had this routine or something was like oh, we gotta get him in the movie yeah and then they got He's him probably there like a local like, stand-up hack well that guy yeah. apparently was like an art director or something on the movie because he's in a he did like two or three movies where he was you know art director. <laughs> oh, good. Because well, he plays way, Cuban waiter. It, but in this. It's, <laughs> oh, did you say Cupid waiter? Cuban. Oh, I Cuban. thought he was. Okay, we said he's from Costa Rica. Well, yeah, he said Costa. Back in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh. we're not being offensive. That's the voice he was yeah. doing. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah. Like, the this guy just made us angry. We're just like. You're not even a good stereotype. You're terrible. I think this but, was the like, genesis we, for all of Ken Jong's. Yeah, Hang probably. Out. Yeah, that Shtick. guy saw this movie yeah. and was like, "Hey, I can <laughs> do that." To exit stage left, <laughs> even. But okay, what follows this is probably my favorite dumb logic in this movie because now they've just confronted all of them in the restaurant. Like, we got shit on you, and they're like, "No, you don't. Get out of here." And they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, we probably don't. We should go." So Robert Zadar and his goons come outside and just like murder those cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well he doesn't even say anything he just like yeah. guys start big dudes just start, start walking pouring out yeah. from behind him and the he's like go get him <laughs> it's like wait a minute now they have something on you <laughs> you're so, trying to murder them yeah so they get into all this these fist fights with them and you know we learn that also they're terrible at handcuffing dudes yeah because they'll they get one on and they'll flub with them yeah. and you know they just they're not snapping on and then you know another guy will He's come a up samurai and attack cop, and not a handcuff cop <laughs> yeah. apparently not well, hand to one hand guy, not hand to cuff one guy finally Fist comes out cuffs. with a samurai Fist sword and samurai cop actually does some samurai shit because he picks up the samurai sword and throws it at the dude which cuts his arm off <laughs> well, yeah he just <laughs> oh, slices that fucker's arm off yeah. and the guy's he's like, like 10 feet away so yeah. i was thinking he's gonna throw it at him but no he chopped no. his arm off yeah from 10 feet away. that's more impressive it's pretty yeah. good and then zadar is like if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. So he just pulls out this machine gun. You know, like, it's, is it like an Uzi or it something? It is an Uzi. Yeah, he pulls it out. And then the he, one time he used machine gun instead of Uzi. <laughs> I know. It was when it's I Uzi. do it just to make you angry. Yes. It didn't make me he angry. Pops, just, he pops a clip in. Yeah, pops or maybe it's a magazine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, bullet thing. Sports Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> bullet but yeah, but yeah, he, but like, he comes out and then he starts, like, he decides, I'm just going to shoot my guys. Well, yeah. So they don't get captured. And there's one giant black dude. Like, they just start shooting him with a paintball gun. Right. Like, that's the only way you can describe it because it's like big pink yeah. explosions right. on his chest. Yeah. No actual tearing They're of the yelling at the art director. I told you to get red, dumbass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the guy's just standing there going, ah, 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 ah. And then ah, and like, they just keep shooting things. <laughs> well, and they, they they show like the car getting shot, and but what's happening off camera is they're just shooting sparks at it. Yeah, like like they're welding off camera, and just sparks are shooting at the car. Yeah. So it's like what it just oh, they're I doing it. everything. They're trying so hard to make this look like a shootout, but they're doing everything except just loading up some squibs. They they couldn't have been that expensive back then. I know. To get like a metal operator out there just to saw some sheet metal and make I mean, it spark had to be more expensive. Fill some condoms with freaking caro syrup. Yeah, and just throw them at him. Die. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. I, I, it would look better than the paintball thing did. Yeah, because I mean we're like, God, that's paintball. But yeah, <laughs> what's funny is he's just like going in rounds, like, 
Yeah. And, and they're trying to sneak around the car to get at him. And eventually they just kind of like hide behind the other car next to their car. Cause right. they're like, this guy's got too many bullets. Yeah. Cause he just pops a magazine out, pops a new one in and just starts shooting more dudes. And he just walks over and tosses a yeah. grenade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to add insult to injury. Finally, yeah. he just tosses the grenade under the car, blows it up yeah. and walks away in the smoke. And then Frank's like, Oh, my car. Yeah. How am I going to, the chief is going to have my ass. <laughs> yeah. And Samurai Cup's like, you mean your gorgeous black charcoal ass or something? Yeah. He's like, yeah. wait, what's happening? <laughs> no, but it happens and he goes along with it. Yeah. Is this when they do their thing? Is this when the. No, no, that, that was Zadar and one of his henchmen did that. Oh, was it? At okay. the beginning. All right. Yeah. Where they did Couldn't like this, talk about this fist bump. Well, because they never did it again. We yeah. were stoked like this movie was going to introduce a new handshake, but mm-hmm. never did it again. So, but yeah, Zadar and one of his buddies did it. Yeah, that's when movie. that's the point where they declare. You war have to do it twice. It's got to be twice to be a yeah. trend. Yeah, just it once. was pretty awesome though because it's basically mm-hmm. like hitting you know like hitting the bottom of your hand and the forearm. Yeah, it's yeah. a high five with the bottom of your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty bro. good. Bah, they should have done it more. Salad. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, but they didn't. No, we could do they it. Didn't. So yeah, this scene ends with ha 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 racism. <laughs> yeah, but he likes it. The, so I, it's think okay. this, I think this is when they they do go back to the chief and yeah, get the first like good chew out from the chief. This is the this second is the visit second to the chief. Okay. From the chief. Yeah. Well, this is when he amps it up. I think a bit, right? Oh, because he starts. No, no, with, the, the, well, lawyer's he starts yeah. the lawyer starts. The lawyer is there yes. saying that they harassed his yeah. guys, and you know the chief's playing along for a little bit, and then he's like, you know what? You're a piece of shit. Get the fuck out of my office, you, you motherfucker. motherfucker. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> no, because the guy goes, I'll see you in court. And he goes, I'll see you in hell, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love this chief. chief was the having chief, none this of is, it. Like, we loved that chief in, like, Tactical Force. Yeah. This, this guy, this guy is chief number one. Mm-hmm. He's our chief chief at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lord chief. chief. This is my yeah, favorite. Chief. Master chief. Master this, chief. This is my favorite police chief in any movie we've seen thus far. Yeah. Because he just like the switch flips and he just goes ballistic on everybody. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the best part about him is when he the first time when he chewed out chewed them out, like Frank's just like kind of joking with him and he's like, You motherfucker, just get the fuck <laughs> well, out of here. It, and he like leans back yeah. and closes his eyes yeah. and won't look at them. No. He's like, I can't even stand up and look at you <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah. And he walks over, and Frank walks over and kisses him on the forehead. And he's like, God damn it! Get out of here! And then they they hang on him for a little while. Like, the camera just sits there watching him. Well, he's violently pointing at them, like, get the fuck yeah. out of here! And then he just, and he, then he just like, sort of slinks back. And he slinks back and cracks a smile and starts laughing. He's like, and I then, love my job. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But he, uh, he is the best. Yes. He is just the best. Chief. <laughs> Good chief. Yeah. Good chief. So at this point, the samurai cop goes back to hit on the other chick. He goes to her office. To the, to the one from the restaurant. restaurant. Everyone. Yeah. And that's when Yarn Lion <laughs> enters oh the, the Chronicles of Yarnia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this. yes. This is where oh. I, I can't even. I, I, it's, it's that so, art director guy. It's that comedian. It's so amazing. Just over oh, the, the fireplace <laughs> in this office <laughs> is a full lion. lion head. But the hair is all made out of yarn, mm-hmm. and it is so big and so gigantic, and it is always framed in the shot whenever the chick is talking. Oh, would you say it was their main set piece? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just had a feeling the director's kid like made this, and they were like, don't worry, Billy, I'll put this in the film. It's great. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it's so prominent in so many scenes yeah. that you just kept waiting for and it to they, start they talking or something it into the scene at yeah. the end, like they pan over from her to it, so that she and 
she and this lion mask are just in the same scene. But <laughs> yes, it's 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 basically him just desperately begging her for a date. Yeah, because he's like, why don't we have dinner tonight? She's like, well, my bookkeeper's coming. I can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, how about tomorrow? She's like, Friday's that's Friday. Friday's busy. It's not. Me. <laughs> it's like one of those where like. He doesn't get the hint, so he no. just keeps going. And he's like, well, how about Sunday? She's like, well, Sunday's my birthday. He's like, oh, that's perfect then. And I go to church. And yeah. I go to church. He's like, oh, well. Okay. I'll well, fuck well. you in church. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but <laughs> he, he implies it. Yeah, he does. But he basically all the time. gets all slicked up and goes to church <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to get her. <laughs> Eventually, yes. Hey, girl. But first, they, don't they go to another place to bust more dudes? Right, where they're, where they're, aren't they, isn't that where they're busting Akamura? Yeah, yeah, because he's having sex with a lady mm-hmm. at, at some house. Yeah. Well, this is when they, they, they sneak <laughs> around back, and they're, like, watching him through a sliding glass door. <laughs> they start to say, freeze, you're under arrest, but they haven't managed to open the door yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> as they're like, we're going to come in there and arrest you and probably fucking kill you and blah, blah, blah. They're still, like, struggling like, with the sliding glass door to get in there. And so, dude's like, fuck you guys, and just, like, runs out of the room and... Immediately somehow gets dressed and stylized, like shirt oh, yeah. tucked in, belt mm-hmm. on, shoes, socks, shoes, everything. It's yeah. Like, okay. How'd that happen? It's full outfit. Like, it was a very complicated uh, sliding glass door. Yeah. He had lots but, of it. Yeah. There was, a, there was a fire pole that yeah. he slid down. Yeah. Well, first they were like, we got it open. Oh, oh screen. <laughs> Damn it. How does this work? <laughs> uh, they, run, they, they spent so much time trying to get in the place. And then they eventually just kill everyone in that. Yes. And there's a guy like climbs on the roof and they shoot him and... Then they finally, like, Akamura has just run away, and then he somehow hits, like, this dead end. He comes to a dead end. Where he's in like, the I, forest. No, desert <laughs> end. I mean, he's just in the middle of the desert. He's just like, damn, too many cactuses around. Yeah. yeah. And so th- this begins a uh, fight scene between him and Samurai well, Cop. Because he, go, he goes click, 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 and he's like, oh, out of bullets. Uh, I was going to shoot you, but you shouldn't shoot me. Let's fight like men. Yeah. So that it turns into Samurai fight. But the thing about this scene is that it was shot probably separately, like over a period of six months, because in some of the scene, uh, Joe is wearing a very obvious wig. And there is one point where it gets pulled off. Yes. The the wig falls off and we're like, well, okay, so the stuntman was wearing a wig, obviously. But no, you can see that it's obviously him in a wig. And it's like, (laughs) did he just wander off set one day and just accidentally get a haircut and then come back and just like. Everyone was like, oh, my God, what are you, what are you doing? I'm making a movie, asshole. Because, <laughs> like, every so often in the middle of a scene, something? he just shows up with a wig on, and it's like, what? Why has this yeah. happened? Because, like, you can tell when it's his real hair, because he's got, like, this flowing mane. Yeah, it's feathered. And then and there's other times where it just looks like, what the fuck did you do? It's dude? like they had one wig. Like, really, they had nothing to choose from. It was just, like, long black hair. Mm-hmm. And you know it's like Lois Lane wig. It's just it's ridiculous looking. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. Sometimes he's wearing a hat on top of it too. It sometimes he's got it in a ponytail, which really makes it look ridiculous. That's yeah. Some reshoots later, but I just I love when he's got the hat on because he looks like those chicks at Taco Bell that have to wear the hat, but they got like their big <laughs> hair thing that they've done, so they just kind of like put the hat on top of it. Yeah. Like, that's what he's just sitting on. Yeah, top. it's just like <laughs> perched on the hair like a bird. Like, that's what it looks like when he's got it on. Oh, it's uh, great. Yeah, and they have a crazy dumbass samurai sword fight, and it's kind oh, of no, they're, 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 like, they're just like. Oh. Well, they're doing like you know submission moves, but yeah, like the right. kind of cheesy kung fu ish martial arts type, like not well choreographed or anything. But yeah, yeah, I mean, they're tossing each other around and rolling around, and it goes on for a while, and it's kind of fun. 
Yeah. And eventually he like breaks the dude's arm and then he's just kind of like, he's, he's just like his shirt's ripped open and he's all sweaty and he's like, <laughs> and Frank's like, damn, man. <laughs> like, yeah, well, he drags and, him over to Frank. Over, he's like, cuff him. I think I broke his arm. And he's like, oh, you did broke his arm. Yeah, oh, yeah I guess you did. Yeah. And Frank, because he's terrible at handcuffing, like gets one on and he can't get the other one on. <laughs> and Akamura grabs Poor his Frank. gun and tries to shoot. Because it's stuffed into his pants. Yeah, yeah, tries to shoot Joe and Joe immediately kills him. Right. So once again, they've killed everyone yes. that they were supposed to arrest. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Back to the chief to yell at them. the chief keeps yelling at them. You keep killing everyone. I just <laughs> yeah. bring, bring me one guy alive, please. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Nope. No. And I think this is when, like, don't they call in outside help from New York at this point? They're like, oh, yeah. God damn it. They've killed Akabora. We've got to call. But yeah, we, Robert Zadar says we'll, we'll get New York to take care of him. Yeah. But yeah, I, we don't even know what he's doing at this, like, shop. Well, that's because like, it's, it's very obviously reshoots, and they were literally shooting in the editing room. Yeah. They I were mean, shooting in was, the studio. That was, going on? like, probably the editor of the movie. Yeah. Really? Yes. It's, that yeah. was definitely an old school film editing room. Yes. Yeah, because no, that, that is like when he's got the hat on and that is when his hair looks yeah. its absolute worst. Yeah. So there was something going on with that. But yeah, all these guys from New York come and he just, he kills all them. Right. In, inside the building and then he gets outside and is in plain sight climbing off the side of the building. And all of them continue to miss him, yes. even though they're just standing in one place shooting at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but like it's like they, he kills more dudes. They basically. felt like yeah, it, like we, they need to pad, pad the runtime by five ten minutes. Yeah, because it was like let's have one more scene of him killing some dudes. Yeah, because it really just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like they have one quick scene, like oh, Collins people. Yeah, and it was like, it was now. like all people you'd never seen before, right. and just yeah. you know let's film it here in the warehouse where we're yeah. editing our movie, mm-hmm. and we could just take the film and Back edit lot. it right away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, they do that, and then that's when he goes and yes. picks up, gets okay. gets his suit on, and picks up the girl from, from the church. Yeah. yeah, you know, and she's wearing like a, basically a see through dress. Yeah, let's say it's not a church appropriate no. outfit. No, no, <laughs> at all. It depends on the church, but you uh, know. not this, not the one no. she was at. Good church, no. not the one she professed not to go the, to. Yeah, the, the church Episcopalian church. Material. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but what happens is, that, of course, of course, one of the uh, the Judd Hirsch looking henchmen sees her leave with him <laughs> and then immediately goes back to the boss and is like, she went home with the samurai cop. And he's, he's like, like, kill them all. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> That's the last straw. <laughs> yeah. And so what he says is they have to go to all the other cops houses and find out where samurai cop lives. Well, it's because Judd Hurst didn't bother out. to follow them. He yeah. was, he was watching her. That's my favorite part yeah. of this is like, if he had just followed them to see where they went, they wouldn't have had to go to everywhere else to interrogate everyone to try and find out well, where Joe lives. The first cop they stop, start with, I don't even know who he was. It was like, it was just some other cop. He was just one of, like, he he had shown up earlier and Did told he? them a few things. Because, I like, he's a guy who looked familiar, but because this... Oh, he was Cocaine this, Nose Guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but, but he was, the, this he was film the uniformed is, officer that was in the movie. Oh, yeah, they, like, IMDb has nothing on any of the... And the end credits of the movie, like, don't have character names. Yeah. They don't like, have real names. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, some people have aliases. Yes. Yeah, so but this yeah. guy just, tells you but this guy's at home working out yeah and for some reason his entire wall is nothing but like kung fu medals and trophies yeah, trophies and, and yeah. asian stuff and Sweet he's just standing there working out while yeah, his, wife his wife is sitting there out watching yeah, yeah. and they, like they bust in and like out. get kind of rapey with his wife and it's, well, yeah well they're basically like zadar's just like tell me where joe lives and 
we'll leave you alone. Yeah, we but just they're like ripping, ripping her clothes open for no reason, and then like he threatens her with the sword to then throw it. And he's like, ah, oh, well, I don't know, but this person would. He's like, good, great, slice. Yeah, cuts yeah. her throat and then stabs him in the gut. And yeah. he's like, later, bitches. Right. <laughs> yeah, and later, like bitches. he gets a scene where he's just like yelling his wife's name as he's trying to crawl over to her and then dies. Yeah, it's like it's weird and gruesome. It's like you guys yeah. got dark for a yeah. second there. Yeah. I mean, this is like. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You're weird. Because this is a movie where they're joking about the protagonist's dick with a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause, speaking, cause, speaking of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, because then they go to Frank's uh, apartment next, right? And he's like. Yeah. He's coming out of the shower. It's it's a weird thing. Like, didn't they say, like, he might not be alone? There was, like, a whole weird thing about, like, my, he might have a girlfriend there. Didn't, Some, didn't something play weird. into it. Never set up. Didn't yeah. anything. But, like, mm-hmm. he's getting out of the shower, and, like, they grab him, and they're like, we're going to slice off your dick unless you tell us where he is. And well, he does this, he, 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 your, your gift, yeah. your black No, they do say No, they that. absolutely do say that. They don't say we're going to slice off your oh, dick. Yeah, I no, mean, no. it's like, it's all kind of... Yeah, it's, a, it's implied, but didn't, but... didn't Frank refer to himself or refer to his own penis as his black gift when... When uh, Nurse Lady when, was... Yeah, when Nurse... Yeah. Uh, shoulder yeah. pads. Okay, I don't know. I, I thought he said, I got the black gift to Nurse Shoulder Pads. It had been a running joke. Okay. So... Yeah. How they knew it's it's just like the helicopter to ground communications. Right. Somehow mm-hmm. they knew the, the the cop in the previous scene uh, with the wife was in a scene earlier where slutty cop had n- oh. made it known that she will just fuck anybody if she's bored because they're on a stakeout or something. She just turns to him and is like, you, "We got nothing to do. You want to go have sex?" And he's like, "Fuck you!" Or yeah, she's like, yeah. "Shut up!" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. The opposite reaction of what you would say to Slutty Cop. Mm-hmm. Although you probably... Married. I mean, she's basically the character from Hot Fuzz, if you've ever seen it. Yeah. I mean, she literally is that character. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Not a well-drawn no, character. No, it's, no. It's, uh, it's weird. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> but so then they the, go to her house. Yeah, so like, I guess they got like where to find her from Frank. No, they knew where all three of them okay, were. Okay. They were just going yeah, one by one, one by for one. some dumb reason. Well, Frank does this whole weird convoluted thing. He's like, oh, his address is in the closet. Go look. <laughs> yeah. The guy goes yeah. looking. He's Meanwhile, like pulling he's out like, jackets. He's, he's like, just looking through jackets. <laughs> he's like, it's not here. I don't see it. Yeah. And he's like reaching <laughs> over to this pair of scissors no that was underneath his clips. I mean, magazines on the table. <laughs> and then stabs the dude that had the knife to him. Yeah. And, and the other dude who was at the closet just goes all uh, uh, go, Amanda man. Plummer on him. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like you let him go. You just let him go. <laughs> He's my friend. <laughs> Don't so, hurt him. So Frank shoots the guy at the closet, and <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> And as he's getting shot, it's just like, leave me alone. Leave. Yeah, and the other guy, he's just like, you want to get, you like to cut guys. I'm going to cut you. Yeah, that yeah, apparently cuts his. Yeah. He, it off then, camera slices his throat. Yeah, and then he throws a jacket on and tries to call Frank. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's doing <laughs> Frank again, he's is busy narrating. He's like, pick up. Pick up. Yeah. Pick and up. this is when Frank is like treating her to a chicken. Yes. And he says he hopped the fence of his neighbor and stole and killed, killed and killed. ate yeah. because he thought it would impress her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is, this he, is not my paraphrasing of this. This is basically what he tells her. He's here. a sociopath in some... <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways. <laughs> not yeah, just, many not ways. Just, then they go frolic on the beach where he's wearing a mankini and she's wearing a thong. Mm. And then they go swimming in a pool well they cut back to the there was there was some of the action at frank's house in there but that ends violently by cutting to her ass full frame getting ready to dive into the pool Yeah, because of course she's wearing a thong yeah so it's like but i mean it was just ass. like if you're not expecting a giant ass in the middle of an of an action scene no you don't and they do it multiple times yeah, yeah. But that's that's what finally starts their sex because they've 
they they've had a, they had the chicken that he killed. Well, the whole reason, yeah. like they would have they would have heard Frank calling when they were having food. Yes, like, the phone was yeah. never off the hook. No, 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 no but they were like, outside, they were out, they were out yeah, on the beach for some chicken, swimming. and then they're frolicking at the beach yeah. in a speedo and shit. Yeah, I mean, like and there's then, a long sequence. Like he, they're like Zadar and company and other goons are are roughing up all the cops, mm-hmm. and they're like out frolicking on the on the rocks, and she's doing really terrible diving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she literally dives like a three year old who like. Well, yeah, know how to oh, dive. yeah. They set her up like doing like she's going to do this amazing dive, and then she does a cannonball. Yeah, she just grabs her nose. Pretty and much, like but, yeah. But, yeah, but, but the thing is, is that, okay, so they go back in, and he produces a cake, and he's like, happy birthday, and then he's the like, Well, they cut from the slutty chick getting hot oil poured onto her belly. Yes. And that's when they cut back to him, like, bring out a birthday cake, singing happy right, birthday, right, because yes. the, the, the slutty chick finally wasn't, gives them wasn't the address. was that the helicopter girl? Yeah, yeah that is. is. Yeah, 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 yeah it's the, the one, one who sleeps with anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so they, the she's fight. the one who finally, and then, you know, like, Zadar, because he's a bad guy. Yeah. Just pours the rest of the grease on her. Nah. And that's the last we see of her. Well, sure. And uh, then they cut back, and then that's when they cut to him bringing out a cake, being like, "Happy birthday yeah. to you." But now, supposedly, this entire time, Frank is repeatedly trying to call him. Right. Yeah. But doesn't get through Frank until doesn't just get after. up and drive over there. No, but he's as, just gonna it's keep like calling. they have a sec- they have cake, and then they have a sex scene, but, and then the phone rings. We have to talk about the, how it goes into the sex scene because this is the butt wipe. Yes. Like oh. literally, he picks her up, scoops her up carries her like he's going over the threshold her ass goes literally right to the camera and then it you does can th- tell that he's carefully walking yes, towards the yep. camera and yes. it does the it does i hate to say it, it does the hitchcock thing where it's like you know like yeah. the rope cut where right. you know go into the camera and then it becomes his ass coming out of the camera yeah. going towards the bed that yes. was mildly clever <laughs> i guess <laughs> the human sure. sent to ass it's just <laughs> <laughs> never ending it's just all one cinematic yeah. ass so yeah then they spend <laughs> way too much time having their sex scene yeah, Whereas which again is just which, awkward touching because he's gross. Yeah, like the he's whole time good he at is the sex. just gross. <laughs> but yeah, but Frank doesn't bother to call all during the cake or this. No, <laughs> during the cake. It's finally once the dar pulls up and he's outside, yeah. and that's when finally Frank's like, "You got to go, man. Well, They're coming." Well, he calls and Frank's like, "Hey, you got to get out of there." And he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, yeah. they're coming. You need to get out of the house. Well, tell me what the situation yeah. is. It's like, and then he's like, looks out the window. Oh yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> tell me, tell me oh, about your day. Go. Yeah. It's like, what have you been up to? Yeah. How how's was your the, weekend? How's the black yeah. gift? <laughs> Talk about the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So then Zadar and, and company show up. Uh, have an awful, terrible gunfight for a while. Yeah. One of the henchmen like hiding behind trees. Oh yeah. Just ugh. And, and they they all keep taking positions. At, at, around the corner of this house mm-hmm. but the house seems to have like eight corners i think they use two different houses at one point mm-hmm. so they keep coming to new corners of this house which are not the same house and eventually they sneak off behind them and get away and yeah somehow yeah. they get away because they go and they they well they kill. sneak around and just run to the car and take off yeah and they and they they go kill Their sweet honda Fujiyama. well no they go back to the final time we see the police chief and he goes it's all fucked, man. Oh, yeah, you yeah. guys, oh, yeah, it's all fucked, and it's all your fault. And you know what? If I'm going down, let's take these assholes with us. I want you to go there, and I want you to murder every single one of these guys. Just make it a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're going to take all our badges. Yeah. And then we'll go sit on a beach somewhere. Yeah. It's like, let's make it worth something. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'll see you guys in hell. <laughs> go fucking get them. We'll all be off the force yeah. together. <laughs> Just go kill those motherfuckers. Yep. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, you pulled the scene out of my brain. The only thing it was missing was a loose cannon. Yeah. Or it would have been the perfect scene ever with a police chief. 
in the history of police chiefs. Well, I mean, he it's, actually basically says, like, they're going to take my gun and badge, too, which is, like, yeah, the thing yeah. the police chief never says. They're right. going to fire me. I'm going to lose yeah. my pension. Because yeah. it's always just yeah. the mayor's on my ass and give me your badge. But right. it, it, it's, it's one-upping the police chief from Bulletproof. Because he was like, you guys get results, and I, you know, off the record, you guys are fucking fantastic. So yeah. it's that appreciative police chief. But this one went a step further, just kill them all. Yeah, <laughs> we'll all go like, to the per- Bermuda well, well, or something. You know, you got to say he. They were already seventy five percent there. Yes, like, they had there was only about twenty five percent more guys to kill. To yeah, just get all the way to everybody done. You know, yes. clear the level. You're done here. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's only a few more guys left. Yeah. Because yeah. they go to they go to Fujiyama's house murder everyone there murder him i'm, I'm kind of skipping it it's, yeah it's, i mean it's he's, just, he's taken what's her face hostage but they, they yeah they do this whole thing and where you think like, frank gets killed yeah, but he's like, wearing a bulletproof, bulletproof vest, vest. which yeah, he wasn't plot. wearing the scene before well, but no <laughs> when the plot I, snuck a bullet, bullet, one thing i want to yeah. talk about when they're actually getting to the house that i think this is when they do the scene like frank gives him this boost over this really tall fence oh, this fa- <laughs> fucking fantastic and like the whole time like like as they're like you can they, they kind of pan down and show that there's like a little little tiny gap. gap on the fence and yet they had to go over this 13 foot high fence mm-hmm. and then they sh- cut down <laughs> and show frank kind of rolling under this little gap mm-hmm. they're like why why'd you go under he's like because i'm an undercover cop <laughs> <laughs> god damn it frank you're a, you're a gem son the national treasure frank is uh, oh frank is the best yeah and he just like like I just love his laugh about delivering all those lines. <laughs> yep. Just like after they kill Fujiyama, he's like, you know who, why he's dumb? Because he didn't wear a bulletproof vest like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just statements and as it's jokes. Like, wow, it's... you just murdered a dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now is not the time for joking. Yeah, so I, I mean, they is. do this whole yeah. standoff thing. They put down those guns. He gets shot in the chest. And he's like, oh no, Frank's dead. Oh no, he's not. He's nope. Yeah, Frank's okay. So they have this little like, yay, yay we won. And he's like, not yet. Yeah. There's the chief more. told us to kill yeah. everyone. Ass face is still out there. For <laughs> once, I'm going to listen to the chief. <laughs> yes, so, so yeah, yeah, they go. Somehow, he catches up, I guess, comes there. I think I think ass face comes to them. Robert Zadar comes to them, right? Something like that. Yeah, this is all going on outside the house. Yeah, no. so because like, this is the awkward bad gun battle, hiding behind trees, like... The only thing fun about this is we were naming the henchmen that looked like other people. John Carpenter was yeah, there. Yeah, John Carpenter. <laughs> there was a guy that looked like Matthew Modine. And then yeah. there was my favorite. There was Al Shotgun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that oh, poor, that guy dies slow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Big black un- dude with like literally Al Sharpton hair. And yeah. he's just shooting a That's shotgun. That's an unfortunate wildly. haircut. Yeah. Well, he gets shot in the chest once. And he's like, oh, man. Oh, why oh, did I you shoot me in the chest? I didn't get to shoot you. <laughs> I'm still going to shoot you. And... <laughs> Frank don't truck with that and nope. he shoots the motherfucker again well yeah. oh, and my favorite was like this one guy comes out this one little Asian dude comes out and is like giving it all with a samurai sword he's just like look at me I saw this on Conan <laughs> and Frank just literally Indiana Jones is like you know samurai cops like going up this like we're gonna we're gonna fight and yeah. frank's just like blam 50 feet away and he's like no <laughs> enough of that shit and i love the look that samurai cop gives him right now he's like i was gonna fight. that was gonna be fun yeah. Yeah. samurai gonna- cop this is my thing man <laughs> the guy had a sword it was gonna be great frank's just like sorry dude yeah. pick up the sword now you can be mm, a samurai yeah. cop ain't nobody got time for that but yeah, eventually the- it whittles them all down to just him and zadar yeah all that happened because, like, they needed to shoot that guy so he could pick up a sword because mm-hmm. Robert Zadar, Zadar comes out of nowhere and is like, all right, we're samurai a thousand fa- paces away, but let's have a face-off with samurai swords. Let's mm-hmm. pose the entire way as we move slowly towards one another. Yeah. yeah. Check out my pose. And then they do kind of like a weird sort of sped-up 
fight sequence where yeah, they AKA up a the bit. worst sword fighting in it's the history bad. of cinema. <laughs> it's I've seen worse bad. sword fighting, but it is pretty it's choreographed and slow and <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this worse usually really bad sword fighting they're just like okay clang clang we know we're not good at this well, we're just faking it the best part about this tries it, to make itself look good and yeah, it's really bad at that too it's not good at it and but they speed it up and some some of the worst aspects of it is that you can tell they did multiple takes during the scenes and they will just edit them in and not change the position of the camera so yeah just like one guy has the upper hand and then all of a sudden they use a different take where the other dude has suddenly recovered well, and now and he has the upper hand of, times of day are changing yeah oh what? yeah one guy's in dusk and the other guy's in like full oh. noon daylight well the color timing of the entire movie is atrocious this, yeah. yeah like it is all over the place e- even like in the same room yeah one part of the cuts. room will be like yellow and the other part will be like you know blue and yeah mm-hmm. it's bad but eventually, somehow he gets him like gets Robert Zadar in a headlock, and I I guess breaks his neck. A reverse headlock and snaps his yeah yeah. Uh, but he, but or, it doesn't well, like doesn't do the like immediately kill him thing. It's just like he's kind of laying on the ground like ow. It hurts well, him a lot. Yeah, and he's like you know what to do. Yeah, and, and so, so he's like hell yeah. You know I'm the code of the cut your head off. off your goddamn head off. And Frank's like, no, you're a cop. And Samurai Cop's like, oh yeah. It's like oh. I remember cop is in my name. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a dark. But, but 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 the chief told him to kill yeah, I know. everyone. Yeah, I know. You're disobeying a direct order. Why What's didn't Samurai Cop you? say, but the chief said <laughs> we could kill him? <laughs> I got a permission slip and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but he just I want to see away. how much heavier that head is than a normal head. It's Robert Zadar's head. It's like two thirds of his body weight. Why would you let me cut it off, Frank? Come on. I'm going to take it to the restaurant and mount it next to the line. <laughs> Put some yarn on it. The Yarnia line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. It'll so- be his ass line. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How did this movie get so Narnia? There we go. But, yeah. So, he doesn't kill him. No. And so, Zadar crawls over and grabs the knife that he had dropped. He pulls it out of his boot. And yeah. Frank's like, he's going for the knife. And then... You know, Samurai Cop's like, no, no, just hold on just a second. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> let's watch this play out. Let's, let's, let's just let this play out. <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. But it happened. But yeah, yeah Zadar, so Zadar stabbed himself. carries himself. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Yep. yep. Credits. Well, there's one more scene on the beach where they bone on the beach. Oh, again, that's right. But, yeah. pff, whatever. Oh, yeah. they awkwardly they awkwardly cut lay, it from early. Just yeah. well, but I think it other. does another awkward butt cut. You know, like it's like, yeah, hey, look her ass on a thong. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. sex scene right. in the movie. Yeah. yeah, and then we rate. And it. then we rate it. Yeah, it, it can't get a star grove because it doesn't ever. There's no words to any of the soundtrack, right. but it is an amazing soundtrack. Soundtrack yeah. is great. I got to find it. I yeah. have to find certain it. points sound like the video game Doom soundtrack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, my, like, like, there's a rip off Miami Vice at one point. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's I mean, definitely evangelism. There's that really that really long shootout where they They're they have to go through like nine different pieces of music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just keeps escalating. And then there's like certain instruments kick in. You're like, yes, yeah, it's good, yes. but it's not quite a Star Grove. No, it needs lyrics to be yeah. Star Grove. Yeah. So rest of the movie rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, go ahead. Four jocks from me. Wow. It is almost a five jock jocker. It's really really close. Um. It's just that, unfortunately, there's like, there's still a lot of bad filmmaking. And I can't quite reward it the full merit for that because there's still a lot of parts that are really awkward and uncomfortable and long, like the sex scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the good stuff is really good. So it's like a uber high four jocks. Yeah. And that's just the way <laughs> I look at it. I, it's, 
It's five jocks for me. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it's so funny throughout and it's so enjoyable. And just like, we didn't even talk about Frank's reaction shots to things like the doctor shooting the dude down, like just the goofy faces he makes. I mean, it's just, this movie is pure fun throughout and it's, and unlike stuff like Birdemic, it never wears out. It's welcome doing that. Mm -hmm. And unlike other stuff that, has real slow points in the middle of it. This one never slows down. This movie always keeps going. And then it has like just side characters. that are fantastic. Like that police chief. I mean, he alone gets it like three jocks and yeah, it's just, I, I love this movie. Mm -hmm. This is a five jocks movie. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm still thinking about this. Okay. I can, I can also give it a five jocks. I, just enjoyed the hell out of this. I I think it works on so many different levels. I think it's legit funny. Mm-hmm. It has legit moments in it that are scriptedly funny. It has embarrassingly bad moments that make it funny. It has some great character moments that, you know, had us cheering for it. There, There's almost a level of smartness to it. And I'm not saying this is a smart movie at all, but there are touches in it where it's just like, yeah, make the police chief be all just gung ho. It's like, yeah, go murder them all. That's, <laughs> that's great. Movies don't do that. <laughs> yep. You would think if this is a, you know, a cookie cutter script, they are just putting in all the all the tropes but this is not doing that mm-hmm. I, I think you could have a fantastic drinking game with the wig i, I just oh. think every time it changes mid-scene or you know time of day changes mid-scene mm-hmm. or you just want to kill people is what you're saying sure yeah, i mean okay. i'm all for a good alcohol alcohol poisoning yeah, so and god zadar's beard in this too like we didn't even cover that like oh, his gigantic a, face but he yeah. has a huge beard which going even bigger yeah oh it's great More space yeah but I mean, you know, I I love this movie. We didn't even cover everything in this movie. No, there's I know. That, there's that scene where he's leaving the chick's office, and all of a sudden, three dudes show up to kill him, and like one's sort of waving a baseball bat around like he's a badass. Oh, I forgot about that. And it's like I could be more menacing with a baseball bat than you, sir. And mm-hmm. it's just every, it's great. Everything I wanted this movie to be, it was. Yep. And I, I the sex scenes were long and padded out and boring, but it, the there were boobs, and they were nice I boobs. Understand that? I'm just saying, like if. <laughs> It just bordered on awkward at a certain point in time. It was like, okay. Just, That's kind of the but appeal. But it, it, it was awkward to a point where it became comical. It was just I like, guess. this. someone's girlfriend. Hey, I loved it. I loved it. Four jocks is I'm not. Argue, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think the yeah. awkward sex scenes are, make it even better because it's it's like these two are just laying on each other. What is, why are we watching this for 10 minutes? Go. <laughs> okay. Um, before we started rating this, I actually kind of had a bit of a low opinion of this movie. But you guys kind of talked me into a four. Uh, well, the police, I just, chief, I just remember the police chief going nuts talked you into a four yeah. during the movie. I remember yeah. you saying, like, yeah. my opinion just jumped yeah. with this one scene. And then the, and I'm under, an undercover yeah. cop. Those, those four minutes of the movie really were probably the best parts f- for me. Uh, but it felt like it dragged a lot kind of towards the, the, the middle. I don't know why. It just felt like it just... Mm, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, like shoehorning in the scene with, at the editor's room. It's just like, why? Why was that yeah. there? Like, I don't get it. Like, so I'm shoot more them. dudes. Okay. Yep. But more dudes got yeah. shot. Been too long since somebody had <laughs> shot dudes. Been like a full five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so some of that stuff just seemed like... Uh, it, it wasn't like that kill a minute five jocks pace for me. Like, it... it it just didn't hit that hard. Um, 
when it hit, it hit really well. It hit for Jocksworth, but it just didn't quite make it over the threshold. Not nearly enough um, explosions, even though we had <laughs> we had one explosion for no reason mm, that I really uh, appreciated. That van. Um, that van. R.I.P. That van. Yes. Which was fucking awesome. <laughs> awesome uh, van. Sweet van. Hopefully man. they just blew up some other van. Like, I hope they oh, I think they set off an explosion in front of the van. I don't think the actual van yeah, was on the fire. Yeah, the van wasn't burning. Yeah, but, yeah, they couldn't afford to burn up that van. That van was on loan. The yeah. world and can't afford to burn up that van. And Ooh. even though we complain that the color timing is all weird on that movie, mm-hmm. like the DVD is really a sharp. It's as good as you can make it. that movie. Yeah, it, like, oh, like yeah. you can tell, like it's the best version of it. Yeah, because when the scenes are are like the well filmed ones, mm-hmm. they're super clean. I thought we were watching a Blu-ray at yeah. part of part of the time. So. I mean, seriously, suck it, Endgame. I mean, you know, this yeah. piece of shit movie from twenty years earlier looked better than you. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yep. So but, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and take a uh, break to the go of the second half. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, oh, yeah. including we've lots got of tons of voicemails, tons yeah. of emails, yeah. tons of movie movies. experience. It's gonna be the longest episode ever. I'm telling you. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey second half. This is the part where we discuss other things. Lots of movies yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Tons. Yeah. Ready, go. All right. <laughs> Fourth of July. Yeah. I did a po- post-apocalyptic <laughs> day at the movies. Uh-huh. Started with World War Z. World War Z. Or if you're Z. British, World War Z. That's got Who's Z? Brad Pitt. It does. And a billion CGI monsters. Of, yeah. Yeah, it's PG-13, which oh. hurt it. It really hurt it. But though, I'll, I will say they kind of pushed that to the limit as far as like what you can get away with in a PG-13. But mm-hmm. let's face it, it's a zombie movie where they go nuts and are supposed to be tearing people apart, and it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of cutaway. And so that hurts it. And I, I will say this, I enjoyed it. I've never read the book, so I don't have that attachment to go, well, fuck you, you did this wrong, and all that. I don't I don't have any of that. That's why so, you never read. Yeah, so, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that book is never like a series of mini tales. That, well, that they and don't that's really what's interesting yeah. about the movie, is the movie feels very much like if you took it in chunks, you'd have a bunch of really cool short films. Mm-hmm. Like, Because like, I... Somehow, whatever movie you're doing, like when the apocalypse breaks out and you got to figure shit out immediately and get from point A to point B here, here, here... Somehow that sort of thing will always grab me and always have me interested. Hmm. You know, we're like, oh God, the zombies are attacking. Fuck, we got to get here and here. Like that stuff, that stuff's great in the beginning. And then they get to the part on the, with the family on the boat. And like, it's like, as soon as they're out of the movie, the better. (laughs) And then it becomes a series of like short films almost where it's like, all right, now they're here and they're doing this and they're doing this sort of thing. And then they get to this other place and holy shit, things went crazy. This is real super intense, you know, and then the rewritten ending. Yeah. Which is, I think the strongest section of the movie, but it's also like, um, it's almost like the stealth level of a video game, the way they have to sneak around in mm-hmm. this part. And like, like that part I really liked. And it, like, it's like, I liked chunks of it so much but as a whole, somehow it becomes less than the sum of its parts. Yeah. And especially the ending is way, way too tidy. Like the ending is just like, 
come on, guys. Like, I can't believe you're doing this type ending. <laughs> this is a big reset button kind of ending? Uh, or worse? Uh, I, I don't even want to get into it. Okay. I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it's not... I don't really care about owning it ever or, you know, maybe even seeing it again. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there were some great intense action scenes. I think there are some great intense suspense scenes. There's just There is fun stuff in there, but it's... It just it doesn't all gel together the way it should. Answer me one question. Sure. Does Henry Rollins show up in the movie? I don't <laughs> recall. Why? That is a weird question. Why would you ask that? Yeah. Uh, he did one. Of, he narrated one of the chapters in the audiobook, and really? I just thought. I mean, he does acting stuff. It'd be neat if he showed I, up. He might have. Apparently, Matthew Fox is in it for literally like five seconds. I was gonna say you. You found out like two days later. You're yeah. Like, Wait, like he's in the Ma- credits. Yeah. I was like, well, who was Matthew Fox? <laughs> and it's like paratrooper. <laughs> and apparently, like he had a bigger part, and like because this movie, like they've been trying to make it for like three years. And yeah. Reshot a bunch. Like the, th- the entire third act is completely reshot. Yeah. It went through a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I would be interested to see the DVD just to see all the crap that they cut out of it. Yeah. And. You know, there's some people like the description of it to me didn't sound as good as what they put out there aside from their, oh, let's get the tidy ending here. Right. You know, that aside from that. But yeah, I mean, I I can't necessarily go, well, you got to see this, but mm-hmm. it definitely would have benefited from an R rating and being a lot more co- cohesive in what it's doing. I'm sure there will be an unrated extended version. <sighs> Probably. But I mean, at the, to the point where all there's so much, you know, people getting killed by zombies stuff mm-hmm. in it, they'd have to edit a hell of a lot of back in. That you got to figure they were always shooting for a PG-13. I hate to say, yeah. And it's going to end up like Fast Five, where it's like, oh, there's some blood squibs here <laughs> from digital blood squibs, you know, and Boom. nobody likes that. So, I, yep, I, one of the movies I want to talk about, I, I kind of almost want to bring up now because okay. it's the polar opposite of what you just described. Go for it. Um. I, I watched the 2012 uh, Evil Dead remake, boot, whatever oh. you want to call it. Reboot. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. you were just saying, like, that's all PG-13 sanitized violence. Mm-hmm. This goes the exact opposite direction of just gore for gore's sake. Yeah. Um, what all the trailers look like. That's what the trailers look like. And they're like, no, but there's going to be a lot more to it. Yeah, there's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it's one of the thought. weakest, uh, I wouldn't say worst movies, it's just unpleasant movies I've ever watched. Just mm. absolutely zero joy to be had in that entire movie. That is soulless and joyless. That is the exact mm. vibe that first that first trailer that everyone yeah. lost their mind over. I watched that and I was like, this looks just repulsive. Like, yeah. It, that was my reaction yeah. too. I, I was I had yeah. I, and I love Evil Dead. I, Evil Dead Two is probably in my top ten movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And granted that's like a completely different tonal thing even from Evil Dead 1, but yeah. still. Well, that's that's the weird thing, is like not getting spoilery. This movie is a, a shitty remake of Evil Dead for three quarters of it, and all of a sudden it becomes Evil Dead 2. And to the point that it's like, it's actually... Like, s- jokey? Not jokey, just over the top. Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, okay. It's, and they're like... They're, <laughs> like the last ten minutes of Evil Dead 2. Yeah, yeah like they're literally almost stealing shots from Raimi too like and not mm-hmm. in like good ways I mean mm-hmm. in the whole the whole thing is dark and the dingy torture porn color palette which just automatically makes you go Ugh. you know just why do things have to look like this and, things and make you go Ugh. yeah and <laughs> the, the worst thing about this movie is I, in a, in a post I, I know that they pretty much 
put this movie together and released it in a post Cabin in the Woods world. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work in a post Cabin in the Woods world. Like the first time they tried to make a slasher movie after Scream that basically broke yeah. the tropes of a slasher movie. Right. It was like, this is stupid. This is stupid, stupid, supernatural killer. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now the people are running upstairs and doing everything that they said in Scream that you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And they literally do stupid, stupid things time after time in this movie. Like, oh, that's weird. Oh, well. Oh, that's weird. Oh, well. And to the point that, like, when the the guy... First off, all the characters are really shallow, and I know that's, like, an old horror movie trope. Yeah. Like, I mean... To the I point that, like, move past that. Yeah, there's literally one character, and it's like, why are you even in this fucking movie? Except to have one more person to kill. Mm-hmm. This is this is a, maybe a little bit spoiler if you don't want to know anything about it. But the setup of the movie is the reason they go to the cabin in the woods <laughs> is that the the girl that they advertise in the trailers is they're trying to detox her. She's addicted to heroin, and they take her to the cabin so that she can be secluded and kick her off of heroin. Don't you take her to rehab? Yes, that would be a good plan. But no, they go to like their mom's old cabin in the woods and they're like, we're going to lock you in here and you can't leave and we're just, we're your friends and we're going to sit with you. We're your friends except for your brother who came along who brought his new girlfriend. Oh, that's good. Like that's good almost <laughs> first date material. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Yeah. Let's watch my sister get really fucking crazy and detox and scream at me and talk about every bad thing that's ever happened in our lives Good, and how I abandoned you. So... Yeah. So that, that's that's the cheerfulness of this movie. And but the worst thing is like the one of the friends who is his qualification for being the smart guy is he's a high school teacher. And so he's <laughs> the one who's like I'm going to open up the Necronomicon and figure out what's going on. Hmm. And it's all in Latin and bound in blood and kind of looks like the old one without the face basically. Mm-hmm. And but someone has scribbled in red possibly blood pen in English in parts. So it begins up he opens it up and like where someone would sign a book it says do not open or read this book. He's like, huh. page turn. <laughs> and this keeps going. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like they're stupid. And then there's like beyond stupid. And well, yeah. like, I, I just you look at the little warranty sticker on the back of stuff. Like, do not open this. You'll void your warranty. You're like, mm, nah, click. Yeah. But that's, a that's creepy that, book yeah, in a cabin. That's the, a, that's, that's, that's that. A creepy That's the book mentality, that, though, right, again, for I'm, some people. A, a little bit especially. spoiler. A creepy book that they found in the cellar, and the only reason they went in the cellar in this one is because they smelled a weird smell. They open up the cellar, and there's like 100 dead cats hung up down underneath the cellar, and the book's sitting in the middle of it. Yep, we're leaving the house. And it's, yeah. it's leaving the cabin it's wrapped right now. up in a trash bag <laughs> like, tied in barbed wire. Honestly, okay, <laughs> you burn that house to the ground. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> honestly, like, the f- Evil Dead, they play the tape. And they don't stop the tape soon enough right. for the guy to say the incantation. That's perfect. Yeah. D- you know what? I don't care if you're remaking it. You don't need a twist on that. You don't need to change it around. That is fucking perfect. Yeah. No, this guy is literally like, uh, man, you know, they don't, you know, they, it was Clatu of Brata Nito or yeah. that. But I mean, it's like, he's like, blah, 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 and <laughs> I, uh, science, uh, something, something, yeah. you know, to say mm-hmm. it. Just, and yeah, and then, you know, they use the shaky cam things and still. Good. And yeah. it's just. It's unpleasant, just unfucking pleasant the whole time. So I hated it with a passion. See, I have a feeling there's stuff I'm going to ask you about after the show. Oh, it's, I've heard I mean, about the ending. It's of yes. this. buckets of blood too. Like I mean, yes. like I know the first one. I know the original one is, but it's it's dark and and creepy, but still there's joy to be had. And like there's weird jokiness to it. To the first that, one, that, like yes. a lot of people 
miss. don't seem to pick up on. Yeah. Like, but there is definitely that gallows humor going on with some of the stuff. It's like, you know, we can't chop up Shelly. She's our friend. You know, yeah. it's like, that's funny. <laughs> right. And just the way that he delivers that is funny too, you know, but. Yeah. This I, is just stupid from the get go. And, 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 you know, it's made by some hack directors that haven't made anything else you've ever seen and probably will continue to do so now that this, I don't think, did all that well. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I, for me, this is going to be like the Thing remake where it's just like, I know it's going to suck, but I have to watch no, it just you, to get it you out. really don't. Just trust me. I'm, I, no. I have to. Okay. I just because... The Thing was boring. The Thing was dumb and unnecessary. Yeah. This is bad. Like, this is like, I, I don't normally want to shut off movies, and 20 minutes in, I was like... All of you need to die. I don't need to see how it has to happen. Just knowing that it's probably going <laughs> to happen. I'll just take your word for yeah. it. Jump to mm. the end. I don't want to see, like, you know, eye torture porn, you know, yeah. cut up things. Yeah. I'll watch it All in right. October. Okay. Have I have, fun with I have to fill the month. So, BJ, what did you watch? Oh, you're not going to finish up your... your yeah, you're... Uh, oh, post-apocalyptic day. I yeah. jumped in only because it was... No, no, no that was the Yeah. So after World War Z, we got some lunch, came back, and <laughs> went in to see This is the End. You didn't just sneak in? You nah. paid twice? Did you pay twice? Yeah. Jesus. On America Day? Yeah. You don't pay for things it's in the America. American way. Everything's right. free in America. Oh. <laughs> I, I, thought, I don't wait, think that's true. No, I no. think that's the opposite of true. Uh, I was I think embracing capitalism, I guess. Yeah, but no, we went to uh, went to see This is the End, which that movie is fucking hilarious. And really? that movie is strangely cohesive in its dedication to like presenting this apocalypse because it's a biblical apocalypse it's uh-huh. like literally like people are sucked up in the rapture mm-hmm. and you know which leads to some good stuff because nobody at the party knows what the fuck's going on because they're all hollywood people and they're right. all just shitty sure. people so they're like what the fuck are you talking about you know meanwhile the world outside is like literally ending mm-hmm. so but it's it's strangely dedicated. It's kind of like Shaun of the Dead in that way, where Shaun of the Dead was like, this is a funny movie, but like the zombie apocalypse is like all the stuff that you'd want in that type of movie. And that's what this one is in like, if it was like a biblical apocalypse, end of the world type thing. Cool. And it's interesting. They make Jay Baruchel is actually the main character in it, which works because he's the least famous of all those guys. And yeah. like the blankest slate. Because, you know, I mean, you've seen him in movies, but it's not like, you know, like, you know Seth Rogen. You're like, oh, yeah, you know Danny McBride. You're like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a complete friggin' abusive asshole. You right. Know, you just, you know these things. So having him as your kind of your cipher throughout the movie works really well. Yeah. So, but it's just, it's, it's really great. And God, Danny McBride is just, <laughs> I love that guy's commitment to being like the biggest possible asshole he can be at all times. And like having a character with just no redeeming values whatsoever, it's I I love it. I I just I, and, and I know a lot of people just can't stand him because of that, but it works so well in this movie. Hmm. And I do want to see it. I I didn't think it was something I needed to venture out and see, but no, you don't need to see it on the. Uh, if only only because you might want to see it sooner, that'd probably be the only. Yeah, reason. I mean, yeah. it seems like it'll be out pretty quick, and then comedies sometimes and, are great in the theater though, with like that group <sighs> laugh thing. Yeah, yeah, there weren't that many people oh, in the okay. theater, but oh, it's, see, it's, it's it still works. Yeah, okay. it still works. But man, like that movie ends so well. <laughs> like I, that's well, all I'm going to say. It's in the title. Yeah, that, that <laughs> that's all I'm going to say is that the that movie goes some fantastic places. I don't know if I want to watch that like in a double feature with that world's end, or if I want to watch them far apart, 
because it, it kind of seems like they're the same movie. I mean, obviously, At World's End is fictional characters, but it, it's... Worlds End. At World's End would be Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just World's yeah. End? <laughs> or yeah. the, the World's, World's End? End. Okay. World's End. Yeah. yeah. The poster even looks like the Pirates poster. I'm mm-hmm. very confused by the whole thing, but... Yeah. And that, that's one. I want to know nothing about it. Yeah. I, I still want to know absolutely nothing about it before I see it. But, yeah. But yeah, I'll probably end up seeing that one, too. But yeah, I... I I liked this is the end much better. And I'm cool. just, I'm shocked they got the budget to do some of the shit that they did in that movie. <laughs> hmm. Cause there are, you know, I mean, they go a little bit crazy with the CG in certain parts near the end of that movie. Oh, good. Yeah. But it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun and it's really funny. I like both of those things. Yeah. But if you don't like those guys, then you're not going to like that movie. Sure. But I don't know. And, and just some of the stuff they do, like just, because they always call James Franco James Franco. Like everyone else is like Seth, Jonah, whatever. And always, always James Franco. I feel like he would that's part of the joke though, is like that was that would be what you have to call him if you knew him. Even if you were yeah. good friends with hey, him. Hey, James Franco. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean it, yeah, it's, it's I remember good. I remember it's seeing funny. someone's tweet saying that movie was not believable because James Franco never it seems concerned about his brother Dave in the movie apparently he was in the movie and they took him out oh okay because they didn't want to have that kind of like they thought it took away from oh (laughs) like the tension like they wanted the tension combined to like those guys arguing with each other and not like really concern about well and they're just selfish in the way that i think they probably shitty people left at the end of the world (laughs) would get so yeah okay and that just conflicted with that okay but anyway uh, yeah. you what saw a movie you? in the theater as well. I did, and um, I did. It was not a new movie at all. It was not a comedy. Um, <laughs> it was not an apocalypse movie. Um, was it? And mm, no, not not <laughs> okay. not quite. Um, and it also used zero uh, CG. I went to Alamo Draft House, and yes. um, on the Monday that I had to go see a movie, they were doing uh, Badass Digest. Godzilla 1954. Ah, nice. Which um, I was really excited to a see a movie at a Alamo Draft House and b see a movie that I had an old movie that I had never seen before. But like, if you've never been to an Alamo Draft House and you are close enough to get there without you know going into debt, you should you should <laughs> see a movie there. Um, Wish I could. They had a little like a, a pre-roll video with Devin Faraci. Yeah, and. I don't know anything else about the guy except for the fact that he showed up in this, but I, I found it almost impossible to listen to him and look at him as he was speaking. Not that he's like weird looking or anything. It's just his speech pattern is so awkward and they it's like they shot it in one take mm-hmm. and he keeps in like a million ums and uhs and what. Well, um, uh, t- what was he talking about? He was talking about uh, the Godzilla. Oh. Um, he was talking about this movie Gogeta Gogeta yeah but once the movie started like I didn't realize how it's not precisely a monster movie nope it features a monster no it's really more of like a a a drama with a lot of politicizing it's kind of a sci-fi drama yeah it's quite enjoyable it it begins their long process of just beating themselves up for world war two yeah that, <laughs> that is that's, really that's pretty much yeah. what that movie like oh the, the atomic yeah age and the the bomb everything's so bad and the technology oh but we can't 
got to do this, can't do that. Um, and it's a bit of a love story as mm-hmm. well, which is kind of odd. But I really enjoyed it, and the fucking Alamo is a great experience. I mean, assigned seats. Oh. Just is, that. I mean, oh. just that. <laughs> like, that. This is America. You can't tell me where to sit. Baby Crockett. <laughs> Wait. No. <laughs> no. Alamo. Davy Crockett definitely so it, supported assigned seats. Does it turn into a class system in there where all those with money get the <laughs> seats in the middle and those and the have nots are on the edges of the place and ninety nine percenters sharpening their shivs. <laughs> I have absolutely their popcorn shivs. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. We got uh, it's a small <laughs> theater, so we got. <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of cr- what kind of crowd was there for Godzilla? I mean, how how full was it? Oh, it was full. All it right. was it was sold out. Nice. Um, we actually we were almost late. Thank God we weren't. Um, <laughs> but we were the last two to come into the movie theater, and those were the only two seats. Oh, you uh, got have not seats. So people were yelling at you. No, we we bought our tickets way in advance. Oh, um, okay. But we chose those seats specifically because it's a small. It's like. 10 rows worth of theater and it's it's better to sit back farther away because mm-hmm. you're not you know you don't have your face three inches from the screen mm-hmm. you don't have to crane your neck or keep looking back and forth all over the place um, but if you haven't been they there's no concession stand but wait but wait <laughs> go on just wait <laughs> but you go in and they have you have a menu at uh, they have menus at the they have a bar in front of your seats not mm-hmm. like a drinks bar but like a, a wooden bar to set your food and yeah. popcorn and shit on and there's a menu and you write down what you want on this little piece of paper and you stick it in the rail and the waiter or waitress comes by and snags it and brings you your stuff oh that's cool and they make sure to uh there's room enough behind everybody's seats so that the waiter or waitress can bring you your stuff and kind of duck down and not get in the way of your movie mm-hmm. now are they straight cinema style seats or are they like is it more like you have like a table chair swivel kind of thing because there's a place in, in orlando called the uh, inzion you ever, did you ever go there yeah yeah where it's kind of like it almost looked like a dinner theater but it's a similar type of thing it's like it's a little bit of raised flooring all the way up so that they'll come in and like slip you your food and drinks without disrupting anybody those are kind of like put them up on the table and then leave this is pretty much straight cinema yeah um but you know, obviously, it's there. There are fewer seats, and it's the stadium effect is a lot more pronounced. Okay. So stadium, stadium. <laughs> what? That's how it's pronounced. More pronounced. Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. Um, they they're really awesome. And they're like, if you have any, if if anybody's disturbing you, you just write it down on your little piece of paper and stick it in the rail and they'll come by and take it and then take whatever action is necessary. And then so, those people have never seen it. So again. like if there's an old person there like narrating the movie to themselves, you could write that down and be yeah. like, old fucker narrating yeah, the movie. Yeah, this, this asshole two rows down with the stupid hair keeps shouting things and they would probably remove them anyway just because there are like four people in the theater at all times, but it's such a good experience. You don't have to stand in fucking line. They treat you like adults. Man, sounds amazing. <laughs> like, I'm not having to stand in line for concessions is amazing. And yeah. then when you come in, there's no, like, ticket booth. There's a counter mm-hmm. where you go buy your ticket, or where you can buy your ticket if you don't already have it. Um, and then you just walk into the theater. Like, you look at your ticket, and it tells you what theater you're at, and you walk in. There's no ticket checker, roped-off thing where somebody's checking your tickets. You just walk to your theater and when you get to your seats they 
take a quick look at your tickets and then you're good to go. Awesome experience and um, go to the Alamo Draft House if you can. I will. I will remember the Alamo. You should, yeah. So it sounds like movies go together with this place very well. I'm trying to make a segue here. <laughs> go they on. Do. So I want they to talk about well. symbiotic relationships in a movie that I watched. Okay. Go on. Called Life of Pi. Oh. oh. I like Pi. <laughs> I do too. Um, so this, uh, this is the Calvin and Hobbes movie, right? <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> Best picture nominated. Yeah. Um, Calvin and Hobbes. So this is from Angley. Uh, mm, if he's you, very yes. Angley. My, my oh, director of the Hulk. My thoughts exactly when it, when people mention Ang Lee. So like, CGI nightmare. Well, yes and no. Um, it is very much a very full of CGI movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's very well done for the most part. It it gets cartoony at times, but I think it's okay because you're you're in that world. Like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of okay that everything's sort of fantastical and doesn't necessarily look 100 percent real because it's a guy telling a story. That makes sense. Um. So it, it has kind of dreamlike qualities to it anyway, because you're going off of a guy's memory of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Ang Lee was capable of making a, a movie that is as happy as this movie is. <laughs> like, almost everything he's ever made ends up having some kind of depressing twist to it. Mm-hmm. Almost everything. Not not everything, everything. Um, I, for the most part, really, really enjoyed this movie. The ending is controversial i mean i think a lot of people talk about the ending mm-hmm. uh, kind of changing the tone of the entire movie uh it does to a certain degree but it also kind of makes you say hmm a little bit um but yeah i i really generally liked this movie a lot there's a lot of interesting ideas it, it, it's it's interesting that three quarters of the movie is guy on boat raft with a tiger so there's only he's only talking to himself basically sure and the and the actor um, I cannot remember his name. I should probably look it up. Who plays adult Pi? Who's telling the story? Uh-huh. It's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And I know I've seen him in other stuff, but mm-hmm. that guy is really really good. Um, just kind of like one of those actors who can act without doing a lot. And he's just, I like those guys. He's marvelous at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting movie. Um, I want to go to Meerkat Island. <laughs> Very, very badly. Sure. It's one, Is it like, just an island full of meerkats? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Sounds fun. Is that where they shoot that show? Uh, <laughs> was, the, was, it, was there something called that? Meerkat Manor or Man, something? Yeah. I don't know. No, because no, this is all CGI meerkats. Oh. And yeah, the adult guy is uh, Irfan Khan. Yes. Who's been, he's like, he was in Slumdog Millionaire. Oh. He's also yeah. in the... Uh, Who did he play in The Slumdog? new Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was, he was the... He was... He was the, like, the uh, evil Oscorp it? guy in new Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Inspector. was he the host, uh, the millionaire host? No, 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 no not no, that no. guy, not he's, Captain Hare. Th- was he his dad when he was really young? I think he was. I think okay. he, yeah. he, no, he's the police, no, inspector. police inspector. Oh yeah, inspector. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. According anyway. to IMDb, he's the police inspector. There you go. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for doing my research for me. While <laughs> babbling about it, but no, I, um, I, I, I suggest it. Um, I, I really liked it. I mean, the ending you may throw a lot of people off and be like, "Fuck this movie" because of the ending. I didn't feel that way completely. Mm. Okay, so. Yeah. Was the tiger stuffed the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk about it. Did, did oh, that's a confirmation. <laughs> oh no. Gasp. Oh, I still I mean like 
I, I tried to make a joke and then I got one up with joke on, on Twitter. <laughs> oh. I said, was the original title for Life of Pi, We Sold a Zoo. Yeah. And, and Mus- Musum said, sent back and said, no, it was uh, Calvin and Hobbes. And I right. was like, yeah. you win, sir. <laughs> yeah. did, he have to, uh, did he have to learn to deal with the death of a tiny raccoon? <laughs> God damn it. Do you have any other movies? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but was I got more Calvin and Hobbes normal jokes. normal moved no. in. <laughs> What? No. Well, then they brought in Odie, and then he was like, "Well, I, I have one very quick one." I'll Does just, anybody I'll, remember his Jarmo brother's name? Oh yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Dumb. Yeah, what happened to our Garfield role player? You never what wrote back? Oh, oh, no. about uh, still working on it. What about Odie's Lyman? Re- yeah, it was Lyman. King Lyman, the not gay roommate of John. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. John Arbuckle's friend Lyman. <laughs> why does Why does Arbuckle always make me laugh? It's a great it's name. A great, it's a great name. K's are funny. Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> well, his name is Fatty. <laughs> it's all those hard syllables. Arbuckle. Arbuckle. Buckle. Did you see the rails a, a while back? <laughs> no. Nope. So no rails. No. Let me knock out one more movie. On, one oh. more. I was just going to say, like, for Independence Day, of course, I watched Independence Day on on TV. Here, horribly here. edited. Yeah. Yada yada. Still a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an overly great movie. It's Battleship, Chuck. You're kind of wrong, but not completely wrong. Thank you. I <laughs> appreciate I'm, that gonna, middling <laughs> suggestion. You're like 80% wrong. You're, yes, you're probably about 90% wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because that movie's almost, it's like two hours and 20 minutes long. Yep. There's 10 good minutes of that movie. Ah, uh, it's more than that. Nope. 10 good minutes. <laughs> That's it. Ah, uh, there's more than that. I can't nope. even talk about, like, I, I wholly agree with where you said, like, the moment where you're like, really, movie, you're going here, and then, like, Five minutes later, you're like, oh, okay, you win. That was the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen, and it was awesome. Yes. That, yes. that was about it, though. Like, everything else about that movie was awful. And here, here's what I, I realized. In watching Independence Day and that, big, yeah. big-time disaster movies, kind of almost back-to-back, what made big-budget movies like that fun were, A, actors with personality. That helps. Um, and B, everybody, like, everybody in Independence Day looks like they really wanted to be there. Like, they were having fun making yeah. that movie. And you can almost see, like, people like, God, the script sucks for this movie. Eh, it's paycheck. And it just comes through on their faces where they're like, I know I'm making a paycheck movie. I just, I know it, but I'm going to show up every day. And I, I, I just get that feeling from, like, almost everyone involved. And Yeah, everyone sort of felt. I mean, Liam, Liam Neeson had, like, one good moment where I was like, all right, there's actual Liam Neeson showing up for a minute. Yeah, but um, for the most part, he felt just like, pay yeah, me. Just yeah. give me my money. He had, what, like, one good line, and I was like, oh, there you go. Hi, yeah. Liam Neeson. Thank you for showing up briefly for this movie. Right. But, yeah, the the, the stupid moment is, I, I'm sorry, the whole movie's not worth watching it for that stupid moment. Just I did, look I it up on YouTube. I didn't say it was. I it's It almost wouldn't do it justice because you haven't suffered for an hour and 30 minutes to get to it. <laughs> Because the, I think that kind of makes it more awesome when it happens, but just look it up. It's no, here's the, I almost just want to say it because I don't want anybody to want to watch this whole movie. But it here's the thing: I, I don't necessarily recommend that movie. Mm-hmm. I think that it spends way too much time getting to the mayhem. I think the initial wave of mayhem is pretty good. I, I think just like seeing the pegs and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, that's mildly clever. I think some of the inventiveness of the things that are happening at the time are okay. I then think it hits another patch of just, uh, who cares? But once well, like something that should have been awesome, like one thing you weren't expecting them to necessarily do in the movie, which is actually have the aliens get out of ship yeah. and see them. And it's like, Oh, I did. I thought it was just going to be ships versus spaceships. Right. And, and it was like, that Battle was dumb ships. <laughs> well, I just like, I was like, Oh good. We're going to see the aliens. And it's like, uh, they're kind of stupid. They're dudes in suits. Yeah. It's like, it's not exciting. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they all. always? Yeah. 
Like, no character design whatsoever. And oh, just everyone and most of the people in that movie were very, very bad actors. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, don't get me wrong. It was and, not and, a and recommendation. I'm, I'm hey. sorry. Like, I'm not going to pull any punches, but, like, don't cast real people in roles that are important to a movie. Like, the amputee guy, not an actor yeah. at all. Yeah, that was awkward. I don't care. I'm sorry, dude, that you had, you know, you lost your legs somehow, but you are not an actor. You know, that's not and, your And purpose. it comes through. It's yeah. like, dude, you're not an actor. I mean, like... Get, just, it, it's you just, get it, Gary it, Sinise and put some some blue socks on him and you know, CGI his legs out. It's very rare for like a singer, athlete, whatever, to actually somehow be able to act. You know, yeah. and then sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Yeah, well, usually they go off and make. Some, so, are you couple, saying Rihanna wasn't very good? Oh, she's she's <laughs> in this is the end. She's just angry. She? Yeah, uh, she's at the party. Great. Shows Michael Sarah in his best role ever. Sorry, Michael Sarah. <laughs> But yeah, it's the I mean, best version of Michael Sarah ever. Yeah. She's just angry, you know, tough yeah. as nails, chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's annoying as shit. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yep. But she does get slapped around, which made me laugh because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> oh God, you just you just killed Chuck <laughs> saying that. I'm sorry. Yes. But when I was watching, it, you just went there. When I was watching Battleship, I was like, man, she is punchable, isn't she? I mean, yeah. it just. Oh my God, guys, <laughs> oh, guys. guys, there go guys. the rest of our female <laughs> listeners. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Guys. It's, a, it's a horrible sound. No. I wasn't going that far. It's just no, like like literally an alien. Guys. An alien bitch slapped her and I was like, oh, Jesus, you're really going to do this movie? I'm kidding. An alien literally. I hope so, Chuck. Backhanded her across the hallway and I was like, really, movie? I'm kidding. I'm sorry, I was like, yeah. Chris, Chris Brayley okay, just is, showed up here. <laughs> that seems weird. That yeah. seems weird that they would put something like that in. I know. Yeah. Because I'm assuming they don't play it for a joke. No, no, yeah. no, no, not at all. Then that's weird. But yeah, it's immediately where my mind went. I was like, really? Okay. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so Chuck. I'm a rude boy. What you've seen do? movies too. Yeah. We're at, a, we're at way into the show. We're in the fourth so let's hour, just keep so, going. Okay, sure. I watched a whole bunch of movies. I'm just going to talk about a couple of them that are worth noting. Okay. Um, this movie has no business being as good as it is, but if you haven't seen The Sorcerer's Apprentice... You really That's got Jay Baruchel in it. It does. And this is the end. Yes. He's <laughs> he's amazingly awkward in this movie, but somehow that makes this movie work. And this movie is smarter than it deserves to be. It is better than the PG rating that it has. It is better than it was marketed as. I was almost mad at the movie for being as good as it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I, I, well, we started watching it. And I was just like, this is going to suck. It's a PG Disney movie. And, you know, Nicolas Cage movies have sucked lately. And then Nicolas Cage is playing like the best connect game during this entire movie. I mean, he is just full blown Elvising all over the place and just yeah. gesturing. And he, he's starting. He's gotten to the point now where he looks better in ridiculous wigs because his real hair looks fucking mm-hmm. s- stupid. It's done. But you put him in a crazy like witch wig and he looks like, hey, I hang out with that dude. He looks all right. <laughs> it's creepy, normal hair, Nicolas Cage that you have to worry about. Now, this movie's actually pretty smart and a lot of fun. And the acting is really good. The jokes are clever. The it's it's good. I mean, it's it's surprisingly really good. So if you've if you've blown off this movie thinking it's PG Disney crap, mm-hmm. you should watch The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, you should watch okay. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> And then uh, we just had a big like Tom Cruise marathon on the Fourth of July. Did you run through it like right at Were the you camera? Was really hard on the Fourth of July. Did you watch that one. <laughs> I didn't watch that one. What? Uh, 
Why would you? We wanted explosions and things. Oh, well, there's oh. lots of those in that. Yeah, but not the fun kind. Oh, it's right. like the dude loses his legs and spine injuries uh-huh. and That's stuff. That's fun. Right. Not fun. No. No. Oh. And then court battles. Oh, those are fun. So watch the entire Mission Impossible series. Yay. Which I had seen the first two, had not seen three or four. And I saw the first two, like each one when it came out and hadn't mm-hmm. seen them since. It, it is remarkable how completely different in every way, shape, and form those four movies are from each other. Well, it's four different filmmakers. Well, it's 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 four different filmmakers. It's it's four different Tom Cruise haircuts. It's <laughs> it's four different like uh, guys doing the score, thematically, and just everything about them is so wildly different. It's amazing that they're all tied together under what? this little umbrella. I of, think they were trying to make Bond movies, essentially. I mean, I think yeah, but they're all so different. I mean, completely different. Well, I think they were going for that. Like, all right, we'll just have a different director every time. It's like it's. You know Ethan Hunt, but hey, you know it's going to be kind of different. I mean, I, I sort of feel that way. The first one is is the closest thing to the show, and is f- convoluted as hell. I mean, just it's overly convoluted. Like the first fifteen minutes is like, guys, what are you doing? You've got like twenty people involved in this operation that you're doing, which is nothing but people in your operation. There's no actual target here. This is ridiculous what you people are doing. Um, and that one sort of works because Tom Cruise is sort of a nervous, paranoid guy throughout that movie and not a real, like, action hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the first movie. The, I mean, the first... I did not dislike any yeah. of these. So don't get me wrong if Ooh, I'm criticizing okay. it. All right. I, I like the first one. I, I The the train stuff at the end is sort of a CGI nightmare, yeah, but it it's is. still fun. It's still a lot of fun. And John Voight is good as his, you know, uh, you know his bird face, pouty, I need w- food face that he makes all the time <laughs> that's great john voight face yeah john voight face mission impossible 2 jesus christ that movie is insane it's insane that movie is i have to admit i've still have not seen that you have to but watch from what it. i understand it is like john woo made a parody of all john woo's movies he did that the second he stepped into america yeah it's just it's I mean, like hard target you, you hate face off you i mean you probably I do hate probably face don't off. like broken I, arrow i hate either. face off because of its stars i'm sure you wouldn't if you even seen broken arrow you wouldn't like that mm-hmm. yeah i i just mission impossible 2 it's funny how simplified the story is in that and then uh you know it was written by ronald moore um so it's got it's got Battlestar credibility in it and all this shit and it's just really fucking dumb and then the last 20 minutes of that movie flips on the, the Fast Five physics switch of just shit doesn't matter. We're just going to yeah. do crazy fucking shit. And he's flipping around all over the place and just doing Is that moves. the motorcycle thing or is, that, or is that the middle of the movie? No, that's that's during the finale okay, yeah, uh, yeah. of all the crazy bullshit that's going on. And there's doves everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just like fireworks are going off and it's like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, for 20 straight minutes, we were just doves. laughing our asses off at how ridiculous that movie got. And then I got to three, which I had never seen, and I really should have because I've loved everything that J.J. Abrams has ever done, and three is no exception. Three is amazing. Three is just, I mean... Three is like the one they made a real spy movie. Yeah. I mean, there's some explosions and craziness, but it's like, it's a fucking real spy movie. But for someone to come along and and after the second one and say, we got to rein this in, and then not just rein it in, but still make it crazy in a Mm -hmm. sort of over-the-top way... And then going as far as like, you know, we need, ex- we need to explain some of the technology that we're using and not like beat you over the head with it, but just show it being done. It's incredibly smart. It's so smart. That movie's just crazy smart. And Philip, Philip Seymour, Seymour Hoffman's Hoffman, great. Holy shit. I mean, 
I couldn't tell you the last time I wanted a dude to die in a movie as much as this movie makes you want Ethan Hunt to kill Philip Seymour Hoffman. And they do not shy away from that at the end of the movie. I mean, it is it is goddamn amazing how they, they wrap that up. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that in the theater. I don't remember much about it now. I yeah. just remember really liking it. Yeah. But it's really I don't, good. Like, it, I just don't remember much. I just remember him. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman being just friggin' awesome in it. Yeah. But is. I don't I can't remember really many of the set pieces aside from that one in the beginning. Oh, there's some really good. I mean, yeah. really smartly conceived. I mean, it's just you're looking at it from a guy who was really only producing television and, you know, I mean, obviously the creative mind behind a lot of it, but still not working on this kind of scale to just mm. knock it out of the park. I still love that he got his little joke in there. Like specifically J.J. Abrams' joke that he made Felicity a spy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that was his pitch for Alias. Right. Like, what if Felicity was a spy? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, well, here she is. <laughs> yep. And then the fourth one. The, the the fourth one is strong. It is a really strong action movie. I don't like it as much as three. I, I think when when four was over, I was like, okay, that was really good. It's not as good as three. Yeah, I rewatched it. The part, the solid action sequence in the middle is still good. It's not as good as the first time. Like, yeah. it doesn't hold up as much. Like, the first time I saw that, I was like, yes, yeah. all of this, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's very jokey, which the first three movies were not overly jokey. This one, it, not in a bad way, but it tonally, it is a lot different. It is because you've sort of got Simon Pegg along for most of the movie instead of just being in a, in a lab like he was in three. So it's a lot more jokey, and, and Ethan Hunt is even joking a little bit, which is sort of like, kind of out of character for him i, I just i didn't I just, think i think it had been so long since the last one that they figured they could do yeah what they want because like sure. they, they, those don't seem like movies where it's like let's watch them in a row oh sure you know yeah because that was what seven years between or, there, or six was, years or something like that yeah between. mission possible three was those six so protocol was 2011 so. okay so five years yeah still that's a long time yeah and the bad guy is just not very strong it's just sort of like that guy it's yeah. it's like well, I, that's kind of the common thing with that. Aside from Philip Seymour Hoffman, I mean, well, bad guys are eh. the bad guy in two. Well, is in not, the first one, you don't even know who he is for a long. Yeah, time. but the bad guy in two is not great, but at least he's developed. Yeah, they they give him a lot to do. This one is just this guy hates things. Grr, I'm a guy who hates stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I did not dislike any of them. I, I they are all just terrific. They're all on Netflix Instant. You could watch them huh. all in HD like I did. And just, I mean, aside from the name and the theme music, those are just really so different. Yeah. So, we got anything else before we go to uh, voicemails? Oh, no, let's jump that. in. Yeah. All right. First voicemail. It is time for Dogust test of Bumps. So, you must watch Watchers from 1988. Corey Haim, Magic Dogs. Death is all. All right. You say Corey Haim magic dogs? Rabbit. 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 Rabbid. Okay. They're not really rabid. They're enhanced. enhanced. Oh. They're programmed to do things. Michael Ironside's in it. Yes. Oh, okay. The Ironside's Good. of March. Backup time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that, that was a dogist suggestion? Yes, yeah, yeah. that was a dogist suggestion. Dogist. Mm. Still got to nail down our dogist lineup. Well, we got a couple. There's some debate. There's a bunch of dogs. I want... Please, we can't do five family movies. We can't. No, we can't. We have to at least do a, one of the 
space buddies or whatever it is. Or yes, super, I agree. We have to super do super buddies. buddies. Super buddies is the reason Dogist exists, but that's the last. It comes out the last week of August, so we we can't do four shitty family movies before that. I will lose my goddamn mind. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. There's plenty of other dog movies. Okay, thank you. All right, that's all I needed to hear. Cool. So, uh, first email we got is from Joseph, who says the last theme. Oh, you okay. know, we need more themes. It says, oh, hi, Banffcast. <laughs> oh, hi, Joseph. Been listening for a long time and love the hell out of the show. I'm here to put the final nail in the theme month coffin. Mm-hmm. I present to you Schwarzenegger month. <laughs> <laughs> Four weeks next May of some of the forgotten Arnold movies in his filmography. Some of them may include 1970s Hercules in New York. 1976 Stay Hungry. Featuring Arnold playing a fucking fiddle. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1979's The Villain, a.k.a. the live-action Looney Tunes cartoon with Arnold and his seven-shot six-shooter. 1986's Raw Deal, Arnold killing people in a caddy to the sounds of I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. And fuck it, if the villain wasn't torture enough, 1997's Batman and Robin. Nope. 2000's The Sixth Day, featuring the worst cloning line ever, Adam Gibson. If you really believe that, then maybe you should clone yourself while you're still alive. Drucker, why is that? So I can understand your unique perspective? Gibson, no, so you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) As always, <laughs> keep up the good fight and crash and burn. Thanks, Joseph. I don't know, Schwarzenegger or May Liotta. It's, mm. uh, May Liotta just gives us so many more choices. I mean, yeah. Schwarzenegger's yeah. got such I, a, a small I, window of bad, bad, I, I bad I think movies. we can work in some Schwarzenegger movies here and there. I, Raw Deal definitely is this lost gem of a movie, yeah, I think. Yeah, Raw Deal's but, great. Um, and Red Heat. <laughs> Red Heat has some good stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, Jim Belushi ruins yeah, Jim, that fucking Jim Belushi movie. Not God, he ruins As that always, movie. Jim Belushi ruins everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to commit to stuff like The Sixth Day and collateral damage and just garbage. Yeah. Yeah, his late, like, still hanging on. Yeah. Like, when he probably shouldn't know. Like, yeah, those hurt. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing. I, I was talking to somebody today. Like, late 90s bad movies just don't... Don't work. They don't hold up in the ways that make bad movies fun. They just... They're just bad. Like, like, there's so little in the late 90s yeah. that was bad that's like, that's fun, though. You know, there's so little of that. Well, because it was like, it was trying to drip with attitude and, you know, that would be filmed okay. And then it was just like, ah, eh, put some shitty CG on there. I, perfect example. I watched Virtuosity. Holy God, that movie is a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Denzel Washington do, and Russell Crowe doing this dumbass Russell Crowe's a CG serial killer who escapes yeah. into the real world. It's so... I Wait, mean, weren't you... Who was just talking about that being fun? Someone was just talking about this, right? No, I'm thinking of Ricochet. Oh, Ricochet's fucking okay, awesome. Okay, okay, sorry. I was getting the confused. Okay, no, Ricochet no, yeah, rules. Never mind, sorry. Virtuosity is... is okay. It The guy who made The Lawnmower Man, who was making all of the CG movies in the, in the 90s... It, it, the problem with a lot of bad action movies in the 90s especially ones that are supposed to take place in the near future and stuff like that is that they take 90s tech Mm -hmm. and they think the future is just going to be more of it instead of anything future thinking at all so everything is just big dumb blocky graphics and monitors everywhere four three monitors everywhere that's so backwards thinking as to what the future was going to be i mean even movies like demolition man which did a pretty good job of weird crazy future stuff still had like you know giant ass laser discs and shit you know i mean yeah well i just think the late 90s like everything printers after (laughs) i hate to say but after pulp fiction everything had to have a dose of irony in it yeah and i think that's why 80s movies work so well is because so many of them are just played fucking straight-faced where it's just like nah this is stupid but 
we're committing to it, you know? There was nothing. Whereas in the 90s, if it was stupid, you got to be like, uh, that was pretty dumb, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh? There, there was nothing up until Pulp Fiction that turned that sort of cultural, like, oh, we've got to start doing this. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that. It was just, let's just make, you know, hey, kids like MTV, let's put music in our movie. I feel like the 80s were movies directed by Napoleon Dynamite, where it's like, no, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then everything else was like, no, they're trying to be Tarantino. We're like, hey, I'm witty. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. 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 Not everybody's witty. Got a voicemail from Sunny California here. Hey, BMF Cast, this is Sunny California. Just calling to say, um, I've done some research and it sounds like Orlando is a empty void of culture. And I apologize, and I'm glad you all found some to occupy yourselves instead of killing yourself. Now, moving on to more grim news. Did, did y'all know there's going to be like a sequel to the Smurfs? Because I just found out. I don't know if I can do this. Not like watch it, but like exist in tandem with a Smurf 2 in 3D. Best of luck. Thanks for the podcast. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and now, deep thoughts. <laughs> Was there anything even remotely factually correct in that? Well, there is a Smurfs, too. We do not, however, live in Orlando. Yeah, we live in, no. in Jacksonville. We live in a less is, culturally, we're yeah, culturally yeah. even more void. Yeah. yeah, there's less to do here. The Jacksonville Cultural Magazine is actually named Void. <laughs> yep. I wish I was making that up. Yep. I thought that was clever. Yeah. And if you want to make that Smurfs thing worse, Katy Perry is the voice of Smurfette. I don't does know it, what her regular it, speaking voice does that is. Make so, it worse? You know. Nothing makes it worse. I mean, you Everything know me. I watch garbage, and I only watched the first thirty minutes of the Smurfs movie, and was just yeah. like, "Nope, life's too short. <laughs> this is garbage." I hope Neil Patrick Harris and Hank Azaria got boats. Oh, they did. They're they're chilling on boats they right got now. A lot of boat money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those. Yeah. yeah. Good. Hank Azaria just loves to work. I think. Yeah, and he loves Probably. boats. Yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. All right. Next one's from Patrick. Who was written before? It says, probably the second email from Poland. It says, okay, so I promise not to bore you with stories about Polish history, but I won't spare you this one. It's because it's about how good, bad cinema influenced our country. Oh, this is In a good way, of course. I like this email. (laughs) I know why you like this email. No, I like this email for the cultural significance of it. When it comes to films in the 80s, we the people of Poland were fucked. We were getting almost no foreign movies at all, especially from your lovely country, because they were, you know, imperialistic and evil. The only ones we had were Polish moralistic tales about fighting communism and bullshit like that. (laughs) Believe it or not, in the 70s and 80s, we even had a whole subgenre of films. It was called Cinema of Moral Unease. I shit you not. Human beings were forced to watch them and enjoy them. Or they were fired from their jobs or sometimes even incarcerated. The only foreign ones we had in spades were, yeah, you guessed it, the Russian films. Except they were more about planting communism in people's heads, but never mind. Sometimes we had a chance to watch some American flicks on sci-fi fantasy conventions, but only if they were huge worldwide blockbusters like Gremlins, Indiana Jones, or Back to the Future, and they were usually shown illegally. But even that was at least three years after the original release, and sometimes even ten years. I guess the censorship needed that much time to decipher all the subversive anti-communistic messages buried in Star Wars. And the communism wasn't going to fall until 1989. Like I said, we were fucked. Then it all changed. (laughs) Somewhere around 1986, an independent film distribution company was founded. It was called Studio Film Polski, and its goal was to give people simple entertainment from the USA, not to indoctrinate them with anything. Nobody knew how they got the money to do it, probably drugs or prostitution, but they did, and they were very successful for years. And the very first movie they gave us was The Fucking Commando. Yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger 1985 epic war masterpiece. We were losing our freaking minds over it. Everyone saw it. Everyone loved it. Everyone was quoting it. We lived this fucking movie. 
Mind you, we didn't know absolutely anything about things like campy, cheese, mindless B-movie fun. We were trained to take everything seriously. So we thought that this movie was supposed to be a realistic portrayal of modern warfare and espionage. <laughs> Deep down in my heart, I still want to believe it. That American soldiers look like fucking Arnold. That they can have last names like Matrix. That they can kill 200 people in 10 minutes. That they can carry fucking trees on their fucking shoulders. <laughs> Fuck. We were like dumb, happy children of the world. Some critics were complaining that it was only comic booky crap without any artistic merit. But who the fuck cared? It was the fucking commando, and we knew what kind of cinema we wanted from then on. Three years later, the communism ended. I'd like very much to tell you that the second movie we got from there was Stallone's epic crime action thriller, Cobra, because that would be absolutely amazing. But no, actually, it was maybe fourth or fifth. But we got it, and history repeated itself. After that, we got the Rambo trilogy, Terminator, some Chuck Norris movies, and so it went. We were up to date, so to speak. We will never forget what Arnold single-handedly did for Poland. He took the sickle and the hammer, smashed them together, and created a spark that burned communism to the ground. I know that's a lame metaphor, but Fuck I still yes, like it, damn it. it's a great metaphor. <laughs> so my question to you guys is this. Uh-huh. How would you describe a country which was cinematically deflowered by Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Considering what type of guy he is, maybe rape is the proper term. <laughs> Anyway, I love your show as always. Keep up the good work. And remember, where there are action movies, there can be no oppression, only entertainment. Bye for now, Patrick. P.S. I recently listened to the Spacula episode, you know, the one without BJ. Didn't laugh once. Oh, well. P.P.S. Why the fuck haven't you watched the fucking Death Machine yet? You're going to love it. P.P.P.S. I still don't think you give BJ the respect he deserves. Just saying. Oh, yes. I give BJ all the respect in the world, just not what's his nuts. <laughs> I, I would like to say one thing for the record Patrick um, while Patrick. not all of the military individuals in our country are named awesome names like Matrix and all the others there is <laughs> the rest change their name to that Yeah, there is one man Master Sergeant Max Fightmaster <laughs> he is a real man, man a real marine Fightmaster so, <laughs> That legacy lives on. Yeah. Yes. Fight master. Um, so what do we call and it? Was that the question? Was that the ultimate? Like, I don't even question? think it matters. No. It's, no. Arnold, I, we yeah. can't top that email. Arnold no. left his I should have saved that for Poland. last, but even I'm going in chronological order here. Even fine. without the postscripts, that is one of my favorite emails ever. Pretty that is a fantastic email. email. Yeah. So. All right. Good job, Patrick. I left out the stuff about the dream journals about BJ. So yeah, next time BJ got them. I have yeah. them printed out and pasted <laughs> yeah. above my bed. Ew. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. Me and Patrick are gonna get, gonna get gay married. Is that legal in Poland now? I don't know. <laughs> I think you're allowed to just call it married now. It doesn't have to be gay married. You just like <laughs> yeah, but married. gay married has such a nice ring to no, it. No, no, no. we won the like right us. to not say gay married anymore. We're still yeah. in Florida. We still married. have to call it. Oh, gay that's married. right. We do. Yeah. Oh, it. so yeah, we're just enjoying it while we can. Yeah, yeah. our cultural void here. It's got a ring to it. It does. Usually two. That's how people get married. Right. <laughs> nice. All right. We so, share one ring. Moving oh. on. Oh, God, right. this is the longest <laughs> fucking episode ever. Oh, That's my right. God. Oh, we got another voicemail. Oi, Pumpcast. This is Jason Statham. A word of advice, lads. In honor of your country's independence, why not watch films featuring me, Jason Statham? Films such as Parker. Revolver, The Transporter, The Transporter 3, Crank, Safe, Chaos, War, or even that 
Away ball film, the one that was so bad even I couldn't watch it without one to bash me own head in for appearing in such a piece of shite. Watch any of these fine films and you will truly appreciate America. Because you will see what life will be like in a strange parallel universe where the toughest badass on earth is a British guy. By the way, my favourite member of the Bamcast crew is Tobias. Jason Statham out. <laughs> Why Japan? Why Japan? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Jason Statham is apparently Australian. So <laughs> it's because of Fast and Furious Seven. Did did he clip that Japan thing out of one of our episodes? Where it's we... from Street Fighter. Yeah. Okay, but isn't wasn't that in somebody else's voicemail? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, it was in. Uh, yeah, when they were selling um, Scott and the Pinky Violence. Yeah, uh, that, that terrible the, sex, the and, sex and Fury. Sex and Fury. Scott and Yens did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And you they know, sent us one later that had Thailand. <laughs> you know what's ridiculous is oh, tell us. <laughs> I, anytime something Japanese that's kind of extremely Japanese um, pops up in my regular life, I. You hear that in your head, don't no, you? No, I fucking say it. Oh, okay. Like, Japan! <laughs> it's okay, and Maggie said it to me the other day. We were watching a Japanese commercial. Well, you commercial. guys know what the fuck is going on, but nobody else in my oh, regular life... Oh, so you life, say it actual people? Yeah, I, oh, okay. no, I just say it out loud when well, you shit, to, like, yeah, yeah, in front of other people. Oh, you, need like a, you need a little button. Yeah, I, just yeah, I need a Japan button. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like a, a make easy it button. Right. Yeah. I could do that. They didn't give those out at the Godzilla movie? No. The Japan button? No, they didn't give anything out. Aw. Devin Farachi gave me a headache. <laughs> well, that's the gift that keeps on giving now, isn't it? Yes. yes so, it uh, next email's from Rich. Hi, Rich. It says, thanks for keeping my days filled with mirth. Hello, BanffCast. Rich from Pittsburgh here. I've been listening for a while and have conversed mainly with you dudes on the Twitter. I'm writing because I just finished listening to Max Magician and The Legend of the Rings. I thought, as always, your comments were funny until I went into my office kitchen and spilled creamer all over my black pants. Exasperated, I let out a, Dah! And then laughed uncontrollably for five minutes. Thank you. Finally, quick plug for Mean Guns, a dangerous game film featuring Ice-T again, Christophe Lambert with blonde hair, and the craziest soundtrack associated with an action movie ever. Mm. Crash and Burn, Rich. Yeah. I'm always game. Yeah. Uh, it, I love Christophe Lambert. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? The late 90s national were treasure. nice to Lambert and pairings with other people that we like. Yeah. so Him and Ice-T has to be good. Oops. That's got to be good. Uh <laughs> Uh, oh, this one. This one from Ben will tie in with my discussion where he says, World War Z, World War Zucked. <laughs> Hola, muchachos. Translation, oil up my cha-cha. Uh. So, World War Z knocks off Aliens vs. Predator as the most disappointingly rated PG-13 movie of all time, and the running isn't even close. Where AVP is frustrating in its bloodlessness, World War Z remains gore-free to an absolutely idiotic degree. I honestly wanted to spit a mouthful of chewed up strawberry Twizzlers on the screen just to provide a bit of color to utter bullshit I was watching. Apparently in the universe of World War Z, no veins whatsoever lead from your hand to the rest of your body and severing said appendages with a combat knife is a completely mess-free procedure. The only thing that does cause anyone to bleed is being impaled by jagged metal following a plane crash and that only leads to a plight trickle that, I would, that could easily be staunched by half a Q-tip. I had to take two dead-alive rape showers just to wash away the cleanliness <laughs> of this film. Avoid it at all costs, or go see it, whatever. I'm not your fucking dad. Via con Dios. Translation, Dio fucking rocks. Ben. P.S. Dio, in fact, does not rock. No, he doesn't, because he's dead. Yeah. He used to rock a little bit. Uh, I think Alien vs. Predator is worse in that regard, significantly. But... Aliens vs. Predator like had I said, expectations behind yeah, it. Exactly. Also. That's yeah. that's the weird thing about that is like you're you're coming six that's six movies later, all rated R. And you're yeah. like, let's yeah. make a PG thirteen. Yeah, and that is uh, and then God, and they fucked it up and killed off two of the predators and we're like, oh fuck. 
fucking movie. <laughs> now I'm mad. <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't mind World War Z. I mean, I I wish it had been R, yes, but... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, next one's from Blair. Oh. As an anti-recommendation. Greetings, this is Blair writing in again. While you guys were on break, the sad news broke that the three the hard ways Jim Kelly had passed away. When it comes time for Black Exploitation History Month 3, I will write in with a suggestion or two. In the meantime, I have my first anti-recommendation. Found out last week that the Oogie Loves and the Big Balloon Adventure was on Netflix Instant. This is the G-rated movie for toddlers that was released last August and literally became the biggest box office bomb of all time. Mm -hmm. I figured I should watch it because it'd be funny and also because YOLO! (laughs) Do not watch the Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. Sure, it sounds great to see the tale of three terrifying human-sized creatures in a world that is like a terrible cross between Barney and Pee-wee's Playhouse. Look for several balloons for the birthday party of their pink narcoplectic pillow friend because their sentient vacuum cleaner pal, J. Edgar, lost them. But this is filled with songs, all of them terrible. Yeah, It may sound hilarious to see Chaz Palminteri singing about milkshakes and do his best Andrew Dice Clay by going, ooh, often. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Oh, often. Carrie always as a white bow-legged cowboy Curtis or Christopher Lloyd and... Jamie Presley as Hispanic flamenco dancers who live in a giant flying sombrero. But this is pretty painful and shouldn't be watched by adults alone unless they are high. If you need further warning, one of the three astagnists is a purple son of a bitch named Toofy. He looks like a bro, yells all of his lines, and his baggy pants keep on falling down. He's basically Theodore Rex. In short, don't watch this movie for the Bamfcast unless everyone wants to have their day ruined. Blair. P.S. Chuck, not even you should watch this <laughs> on your own. No, that sounds amazing. I have to watch it now. But he had me at Chaz Palminteri. That's when I, that's like when the table turned. I was like, maybe I should watch this. Oh, that's what dissuaded you from it? No, that made me go, oh, okay. maybe I should be watching yeah, this. Yeah, that's everything he said sounded good to me. Everything I've heard about this that movie has been garbage. Yeah, like, but I mean, still. <laughs> like... Did they just phone in favors from people? Remember, Food Fight sounded interesting on paper. We were like, this is going to be atrociously bad. And it was. (laughs) In none (laughs) of the ways we wanted it. Yeah, not in the fun way. Nope. Except for Christopher Lloyd's walk. That was pretty pretty good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was in Oogie Loves and Food Fight. Mm -hmm. He's really... The more you know. All right, next up is Paul. Short one, he says, Doggest, episode 187. <laughs> hey, Bamcast, long-time listener, first-time emailer. With Doggest coming quickly, can we look forward to episode 187 on an undercover cop dog? I'll see you in hell, Paul from Boston. <laughs> what? I would just, like to drop a mic for him. <laughs> he just dropped it. <laughs> <He just, laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. Just, yes. he, he just wrote our intro. So there yeah. you go. We just spoiled the intro for yep. episode 187. There it is. There, there are plenty of undercover cop dog movies that could be done. Uh, there's just cop dog. Well, that's it. Cop dog. Well, there's also top dog. Cop dog. Cop dog. 187. Cop dog. <laughs> cop dog. On a motherfucking cop, cop dog. dog. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. Cop dog. I'm just saying. Police dog. Right. Cop, <laughs> Cop dog. God damn it. <laughs> Last one's voicemail. Came in while we were watching the movie tonight. So. Oh, sweet. Brand right. new. Brand new. Don't Not know what vetted. Yep. There we go. Prank caller. Hey, guys. This is uh, Mike from Indiana. Uh, I've been a big fan of your show for a long time. I just wanted to call in. I didn't know if you guys knew it, but this is uh, this month will be 40 years of Bruce Lee being uh, passed away. <laughs> I was hoping maybe you could do a, a little tribute to it. Uh, also, I think uh, that'd be a good theme month for you guys. Uh, do one month, do like a Bruce exploitation for 
them. So, uh, thanks again for the show, and talk to you later. Bye. My tribute would be kick like four guys' ass and then eat the last chip out of the bag. <laughs> that is the single fucking coolest thing that man ever did. Yeah. <laughs> Walk up like not giving uh, any fucks, eating a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Kick like four guys' asses and then go. <laughs> is that yeah. where all that and a bag of chips I don't perhaps know. generated? It's maybe just the coolest thing be. ever. That would be a good place for it. I'm going to say it is. I'm going to. The great thing is that that's like in his first like big movie. That was in The Big Boss, the first one. Yeah, I mean, what, what Bruce Lee ones would, we could, would be considered bad, even? Well, well, no, no, he was talking about Bruce PlayStation, like the Bruce L.I. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Like we're, trying, we're trying to find guys that look like him. And oh, okay, okay. There's one that I has been it. on the radar for a long time called The Dragon Lives Again, which is Bruce Lee dies and it goes to the underworld and has to fight Dracula, James Bond, <laughs> Clint somebody, Eastwood. Somebody emailed us about that one. The Godfather. They, a while back. Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> The Exorcist. Yeah, so I I seem to remember someone telling us about yeah. that one at some point. It is supposed to be splendidly bad, and you know he's going to fight Dracula and James Bond <laughs> Cause in the afterlife. Because sure, because Yolo. Yeah, Septembrus. <laughs> no, <laughs> this month. No, no. October is the last theme month we're doing this year after August. Decembrus. <laughs> Sure. Yes. All right. Yes. Julie. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. How did this happen? If next year ends up being theme year, I quit. I just fucking quit. (laughs) What do you mean theme year? You mean all the months are theme months? Every month is going to have. That's that's been fucking this year. Yeah. No. No. People have come up with something every fucking month. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's always great. some clever ass name. <laughs> that exactly. That's, that's why it's great. I mean, uh, this is what well, we... Let's face it. Cuba Gooding June is the pinnacle uh, of clever... Pretty goddamn uh, month. Doggist is really good, too. Uh, uh, well, we'll see I when we get there. Doggist. <laughs> Cuba Gooding June like, ended up on, ended, ended on a fart. Cuba Gooding June started a revolution, is what it, it did. did. It started a, a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, it, it began with a bang, but it ended with a whimper. By the way... It's a reminder for Doggist. Don't forget to hashtag your Doggist tweets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Doggist. And go ahead and for, start writing them now. Don't forget to put tags on your dogs. Yes. <laughs> put tags on your dogs yes. and hashtag Especially your Doggist. Rabies, <laughs> yes. And have your pet spayed and neutered. Right. Thanks, Hashtag, hashtag spayed and neutered. <laughs> pound it. <laughs> go to the pound. That's donate. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag donate at the pound. <laughs> All of our proceeds will go to the Humane Society of North Florida. All right, it's it's after midnight. We're letting it all hang out like we're supposed to. This is why we should never take a week off. Oh, oh my god! This was a glorious episode. Everybody's gonna love it. Yeah, it is the best, isn't it? <laughs> it is. They are. God, Samurai Cop was so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was pretty so good. good. It feels like a year ago that we watched it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we should have done a year ago and twenty movies ago. All right, Whew. contact info as fast right. as you can possibly spit it okay, out. Okay, find us on the socials at YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter.com slash BMFCast. Check us out on Stitcher, mobile app, download it, download us, stream, whatever. Find us on iTunes, search for Bad Movie Fiend, subscribe, rate, review. Find us on the website, BMFCast.com, email us, BMF at BMFCast.com. And finally, call the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF, 910-556-9263. He's there waiting for you. Operator is standing by. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's yep. please, please get out of here. Okay. Yeah, and go see Pacific Rim.
Yes. Because yeah. that's what we're going to do. We'll be talking about it next week. Yep. Hell yep. yes, we will. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out. Thank you.